Welcome to What Do We Just Read. I'm Justin, and every week my best friend Maya and I try to push the other out of their genre comfort zone. This week we continue our journey into spoopy season with My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendrix, a book steeped in 80s nostalgia, from the music to the styles. And even though Maya and I are 90s babies, we can appreciate the aesthetic and the good vibes. But unfortunately, that comes with a few bad vibes, which brings me into a few trigger warnings. There will be mentions of sexual assault, suicide, animal cruelty, racism, and general 80s problematicness. But now that we have that out of the way, don't forget to grab your hairspray, your wine coolers, your algebra textbooks, and most importantly, your exorcism cheat sheet. We hope you enjoy this episode. Whoa, I'm being transported <laughs> to the 80s. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Mai? How's it going? Oh, it's going okay. How's it going for you? Uh, it's going pretty great, I guess. I mean, I don't have any complaints. Everything's going all right, I guess. I have a lot of complaints. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm yikes. So tired. I'm, I, I've been sleeping okay, but like, it's been just kind of like a busy week at work, and so I've had to like go into the office. I, I basically like every I normally go in like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I had to go in like Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday and kind of be there like most of the day. Which is just like a level of like physically being on that I'm not used to. I get that. So I've just, I don't know, I've just been kind of feeling it. Just been kind of tired. Yeah, I get that. I think every day at work, I'm completely fine until I like go to lunch and then I'm just there not yeah. doing like any work or anything. And after that, I'm just, I'm done for the entire day. I'm like yawning and like passing out. Yeah. It's horrible. I feel that. No, yeah, so just, I don't know, I just, like, take a nap, basically, every like, every day I've just come home and I've just, like, taken, just laid down somewhere and just taken a nap. <laughs> just took a lay down. Just took a, just took a little lay, you know? Just a little lay. Nothing wrong with that. So, yeah. That's kind of what I've been dealing with. We did have one really exciting thing happen this week. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. What was that, Mai? The Seattle Kraken had their first game, and we watched it, and it was awesome. It was, yeah, it was pretty dope. Yeah, we just uh, discorded. Yeah. So me and Maya, because of hockey, gay hockey, we have decided to get into hockey. Well, I didn't do it because of hockey, gay hockey. I did it because of hockey, gay hockey. Yeah, yeah. And you were doing it already, but then I was like, well, you know what? Let, mm-hmm. me, let me also jump on this. So you being from Seattle originally, you have yeah. chosen the Seattle Kraken as your team of choice. Me knowing absolutely zero about hockey or anything, I have chosen <laughs> the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> yes. And their their season game is tomorrow, actually. Yeah, I need to it's tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. I also don't have access to to that game. Yikes. I, I don't know. Yeah, so um, I had always said, you know, I got into, I, I used to be like not a sports person. I would only watch the Super Bowl because my dad would buy snacks. Uh, but when we moved down here and, you know, like my in like my husband and his family are like football people. And so I, I started getting into football and I became like, I you know, I'm a Saints fan now. And... Then I always said, you know, it was like when I think, you know, it was like in like 26, like 17, 2018, um, there was talk that they were going to expand 
the NHL to include a team in Seattle. And I was like, Seattle gets an NHL team. I'm going to start watching hockey. And that day has come. And they had their first, the Seattle Kraken had their first game. And I've decided that I have to, I have to pick a player, you know? I couldn't just like. Yeah, yeah. Go in, not having like, you know, I got to root for the Kraken, but I got to have like one player that I'm like, this is my player. This is who I'm like wanting all the time for. For me and the Saints, it's <laughs> Alvin Kamara and uh, the Seattle Kraken. I've, I've, I've thrown my weight behind Brandon Tanev because he looks insane. <laughs> he's, he's got crazy energy. <laughs> I love his vibes. And so I was like, yeah, like this is it. This is my fucking, this is my team. And I'm I'm excited. Like it was like it was everything that I had hoped it would be. We did not win the game. But That's okay. It's first game. Vegas is a is a tough team. Apparently Vegas has always been kind of a tough team. Like they they this is like their fifth season. And when they did the draft, apparently like they hadn't had a draft in a really long did you hear that little ding in the background? No, I didn't. No. Oh, okay. I thought that's what you were responding to. No, but Vegas, uh, when they did the draft, I guess, like, other teams, like, weren't really prepared or whatever. And so I think, like, from the gate, like, Vegas just ended up getting, like, a really good, like, first team. And they've just kind of been <laughs> killing it. So Vegas just sniped only, all the good players. For only us to only lose by, like, one point and hold our own against a pretty strong team, like, I'm happy with that, you know? Yeah, that was very impressive. I am not a huge sports guy, but... I thoroughly enjoyed watching that game. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not like, I don't like like football or like basketball and stuff like that. I think football, football is pretty fun to watch. Uh, basketball is fun to watch in person. Watching basketball games mm-hmm. online is, or on TV is very boring. Hockey is fun to watch on TV. It just yeah. seems like a very fast paced thing. I think that we're like mid-level fans because like i really like i really like love the saints i'm like super behind the saints i watch all the saints games i have a i will my mother-in-law got me an alvin kamara jersey i think like my like a couple years ago um Mm -hmm. but i don't do i don't really do stats at all like i don't i don't i don't do stats i don't give a shit how many fucking passing yards or rushing yards or the fucking i'm just having a good time it'll be like They'll be like, it'll be like 0.900. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. So I'm, no I'm just here to have means. a good time. And like, <laughs> I'm just here to be like, this is my team. And I'm very superstitious. I am a very superstitious uh, football watcher. I have rituals that I do. Um, first game of the season, I was wearing, we played against, I forget who we played against. I think we played, I forget who we played against. But I had to take off my nail polish because my nail polish was like the other team's colors. I don't post on social media during the games. I did do that for the Kraken game. I think that was that was fine. But typically, like, I don't post during the game. And I always make a status, like, right after the game ends, regardless win or lose. Um, yeah, I'm very superstitious about, about football. I don't go to people's house. I don't go to certain people's houses during the games. Yeah. I'm all about the energy and the vibes. It's all about vibes. So I don't know. Maybe me and you should like, I don't know. Maybe I'll get uh, an ESPN plus thing because I would really enjoy being able to watch the games. It would mean a lot to me if I could watch the games because um, I, I, I want it. Hey, 
What? I have ESPN Plus. What? Why do you have ESPN Plus? For hockey. Why else would I have ESPN Plus? You just, you already got ESPN Plus? Yeah. I was prepared, baby. Oh, maybe I need to fucking, what? It was like 13, it, how much do you pay a month? We don't need to have this conversation on the podcast. <laughs> 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 anyway, yeah. Hockey. Love that shit. First game was awesome. Brandon Tanev did not get a goal, but he did get a couple real close ones. And I lost my shit. He did. So that was the the highlight of my week. Nothing super exciting happened for me this week. Yeah. It was just a regular, regular old week. Hey. Went to work, came home. I didn't I didn't have a panic attack, so I get that's a plus. Uh, hey, yeah, that's Yeah, it's a big pretty plus. Pretty fucking good. And welcome back. You guys will probably have a hard cut to this yeah. part of the episode. <laughs> we were having some audio issues, but we are back. Yeah. Okay, so what do we read? How was it? That's it. Those are my questions. <laughs> <laughs> this week we read My Best Friend's Exorcism. Fun. First thoughts? Oh, I thought it was really good. This was um this book was interesting because it I think it's entirely digital. Yeah, I think so. Well, I th- I think you can get the uh like a pay- like a hardback copy and stuff like that. Yeah, but it comes with a lot of um it's got like a lot of like pictures. Yeah, pictures and stuff yeah. inside of it. That was really cool. I did enjoy that. Yeah. Low key that fucked me because I couldn't read it on my normal reading app. Yeah. So I I like I usually I read at work, so I had to read it like while I was actually at home. Mm-hmm. And not like breaking up between the two. So yeah. that kinda fucked me. But I mean other than that, that has nothing to do with the book. The book was great though. Did that mean that you could listen to the playlist that accompanies it? Yes. Yes it did. Yeah. Yeah, so with with the uh the copy of the digital copy that you got, you also got a playlist that they made specifically for the uh the book. It's on Spotify. You didn't like need the yeah, you could just listen <laughs> to the playlist. <laughs> Playlist was good. I as it got towards the end of the book, I stopped like religious. Like sometimes I would just play like the beginning of the song just to get like a feel for mm-hmm. it. But especially like jumping into it, getting in- invested in the book. Hell yeah! Phenomenal. It was a great Phenomenal. playlist. It was a good playlist. It was a very good book. I like reading this. I think that I would enjoy reading more of uh, his work. I th- felt like I felt like it was easy to read. It wasn't like super yeah. ridiculously hard. I liked it a lot. Something about it, there was like a Goodreads review that said that like it's just like something about it like just falls kind of short at the end, mm-hmm. but not enough to say that like I wouldn't recommend people reading it or like it like it didn't like severely detract from my yeah. rating that I'll give the book. Thought it was a, yeah, yeah. thought it was pretty good. It was a nice fun read. Yeah, I had a I had a good time. I had a good time with it. Yeah. So I guess we can just go ahead and hop right into it. Into the thick of it. It's been a while since I hit y'all with that. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all know about that? I am a thick little bit. When you do that, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> as you do, yes. <laughs> as 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 I do, you know. All right. So look, we start off. We have Abby, who is our main character. She is a grown woman at this point. She's sitting in her office and she's reading through her emails. She comes across a, an article. Where an exorcist was on a highway and he got hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And as she's reading that, she's starting to remember, you know, her high school days and everything that happened in her childhood. And she remembers her her best friend, Gretchen. And then during the fall of their sophomore year of high school, I think it is, mm-hmm. 
they had a little falling out because uh <laughs> Gretchen got possessed by the devil apparently during yeah. the fall of uh 1988 as it ha- you know it happens sometimes. you know it it ha- it's the 80s you know what are you going to do what are you, what are you going to do <laughs> what are you going to do so then we start dissecting Abby's like backstory right yeah she met Gretchen the year she turned 10 she meets Gretchen because she invited the entire class to her birthday party at the skate rink. Yes. I, hey, skate rink. Love a good skate rink. Sick party, right? Yes. I actually never had a skate rink. Did you ever have a skate rink party? Uh, I haven't, but I have been to skate rink parties. I feel like I've probably been to one. I do love a good... I own a pair of skates, actually. Uh, <laughs> I thought I was going to get into like... Roll, into, like roller skating uh in my free time uh turns out yeah, that it's, yeah i mean i love it but like not good for me on the streets bad idea <laughs> i understand i get it uh fun fact i don't know how to skate roll like at all yeah like at all oh okay i mean i i'm not like awesome at it like i need like it's like bowling for me i need to like warm up yeah yeah it i terrifies can't me. i can't do like the the spins and the turns and the backwards and the stuff. Because it terrifies me because you know the, the whole the whole time I'm like there I'm like I'm gonna fall and like snap a fucking leg or something. It's part of the vibe. That's like that <laughs> part smell. Yeah, the, the smell of like skates and, and sweat. Like sweat and nachos. Oh, and then I love a good nacho smell. Yo, I go nuts for that. Like like I'm I'm not a huge fan of processed cheese. I don't like American cheese. But, like, yeah. the processed cheese that they put on top of nachos, lose my mind. And not, I'm not talking about, like, you go to, like, Mexican restaurant, they give you nachos with real cheese. No, I'm talking about that, like, yellow, orange Yeah, yeah. Goop. It comes in a can. That oh, the, it's phenomenal. Oh, yeah, the big, like, fucking can. Yeah, it comes in, like, the huge can. And yeah, with, like, yeah, some yeah. Uh, jalapenos. Oh, my God. <laughs> Boy, man, what you got to do is... To loosen it up, instead of water, you just use your little jalapeno juice. Nah, dude, you just gotta fucking heat Phenomenal. it up in a crock pot. I know, but if you put a little jalapeno juice in there, then you know you get the little jalapeno flavor, you get some cheat. Oh, it's so good. You should try it. Try it. I don't make them at home. I exclusively get them at, like, stadiums, high school football games, oh, uh, yeah. when it's like, when it's like a any type <laughs> of, like, sports game at, like, any school because I work in education, yeah. and they sell them at the concessions. A concession stand. I'm talking about concession stand nachos. Phenom- I, snowball stand nachos. Snowball stand nachos. I'm not talking about. Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> like, I mean, like, some real cheese nachos is good, but, like, I'm talking about the concession stand shit. It oh, hits yeah. different. It does hit different. You are not wrong. Yeah. Ooh. You know, that's, that's what I'm bringing. That's what I'm bringing for Friendsgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Make nachos. <laughs> Hey, you got a crock pot? All you got to do is one of those giant things of cheese, dump that yep. shit in there, and then just it cooks itself. Oh, easy. Look, <laughs> you bring some fucking <laughs> concession stand nachos to Friendsgiving. I ain't going. I'm not gonna say shit. I'm just gonna be eating. Bet. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun little interlude. <laughs> that was good. So getting back on track. Her fourth grade year, Abby invites. Her entire class to her skate rink party. As you do. As you do. And then literally the next day, in comes Margaret. And Margaret's like, hey guys, I know she did that, but I'm having a horse party. Doesn't even acknowledge it. 
<laughs> yeah, doesn't even acknowledge it, but she's like, hey, I'm having a horse party. You guys should come to my house and check out my horses. This made me upset. This was so <laughs> fucked. Because one, okay, so Margaret comes in next day and she's like having a horse party. And so like shy little Abby like raises her hand and she's like, hey, hey, I'm having a party. And Richard's like, can you move it? And Abby's like, it's my birthday. No, I can't <laughs> it's move literally my, my birthday. birthday. <laughs> so rude. And she's just like, people literally will still have time so to go to your party. And it's just like, they won't. No one's parent. Not even saying the kids. The kids probably have like enough energy to fucking power the sun. Unlimited. I'm yeah. not taking my kid to two parties in one day. That's ridiculous. We, we just rode horses. I'm supposed to put your stinky little butt in my car and then take you to another party so you can get all sweaty and then I got to take you to no, 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 no. Stinky smelled like horses and sweat <laughs> in my nope. BMW. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't own a BMW. This is just like they live in a wealthy area of Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> South Carolina, North Carolina, one of the Carolinas. One of the Carolinas. It's Lake Pontchartrain. <laughs> it's Lake Pont. Yeah, of course. Every yeah. everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. So Abby's like, "Hey, but my my party." And she's like, "Ah, you'll be fine." Like they'll just go to they'll just go to Margaret's and then they'll come to your party. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. We cut to Abby's party. It's ET themed. Adorable. It's ET themed. She loves ET. She saw like ET movie and she's like, saw "This it, is phenomenal." Cried. Yeah, I have not seen. E- I don't think I've seen ET all the way through. She cried. To be honest, neither have I. Well, we could watch E.T. Oh, we could. Yeah. That would be nice. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I care enough. Okay. Well. <laughs> so her party's for 3.30. She gets there at 3.10 to set up, get ready for everyone. 3.30 rolls around. 3.45. No one shows up. And then eventually, this little girl named Gretchen, she walks in there. She gives, She has a present for Abby. She gives it to her. It's a children's Bible. <laughs> and Abby's like, this girl's weird. Yeah. Well, I don't want. I don't want this present. Give me a Bible. It's ridiculous. Her parents are like, say thank you, and she like, run. She bolts. She just leaves. <laughs> she just books it. Yeah. She just like boom takes off, and so she runs to the bathroom, and she's like in the stall, not feeling great. Like this sucks. No one came to my party, yeah. and then Gretchen comes in, <laughs> and Abby has the door shut and like locked, and she's like, "Hey, are are you okay?" And she's like, "Leave! I don't want you here. Get out of here!" And so Gretchen crawls under the under the door and is in there. And she's like, "What? What are you doing here?" Yeah. So Gretchen says, "I didn't." She's like, "I didn't want to give you a children's Bible. I understand that's a weird gift. I did want to get you something ET themed because that was your party idea." And Abby didn't care. This girl was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and Abby's like, "She's like, why are you here?" And she's like, "Well, you invited me first. I'm not." You know, I didn't yeah. go to Margaret's because you invited me first and it's only fair. Yeah. She's like, that's also horses are stupid. Yeah. Which makes sense. She says everyone thinks they're neat, but their brains are like hamster brains. And if you make a loud noise, they get scared, even though they're bigger than we are. Not wrong. Not wrong. Shit on horses, Gretchen. Do it. <laughs> Do it, Gretchen. Gretchen is not a horse girl. Gretchen's not a horse girl. Gretchen uh, is like, hey, I don't know how to skate, but why why you make that face? Because. One, she's standing in the stall with her, so Abby feels so weird about it. Yeah, it's so strange. Also, like, Abby just has, like, no filter, and so she's like, I just, she's like, I wish you weren't here, and Gretchen's like, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. My mom wanted me to go to Margaret's, but you invited me first. 
Yeah, but just her being like, I just wish I you weren't here. You. This sucks. Get away. <laughs> this sucks. This is terrible. So Abby offers to teach Gretchen how to skate, and they start skating around with each other. While they're skating, the song We Got the Beat comes on. Yeah. And Abby's, you know, like having fun. Gretchen's having fun. Abby was singing and she says that she knows she had the lyrics 100% wrong, but she knows that they were singing about her and Gretchen. <laughs> like Freedom people marching on their feet. Stallone time just walking in the street. They won't go where they don't know, but they're walking in a line. Not the lyrics. Sing it, girl. <laughs> so while they're singing, I mean, while they're skating, Abby ends up skating into a boy named Tommy Cox. And she eats shit yeah and she falls and like she bites through like her lip it's horrible it's a horrible thing yeah party's over yeah party's over by the way they go to the er (laughs) they're just like this is not this is not good yeah so uh when they are when they're back at school margaret is she's pissed off at gretchen you know talking Mm -hmm. shit to gretchen i'm like why didn't you come to my party you're so weird. Why would you not come? Like, are you scared of horses? And Gretchen's like, no, I was just at Abby's party. And Abby walks in and her face is all fucked. <laughs> yeah. It's all swollen and everything because she bit through her lip. And Margaret obviously gives her shit about it. And Abby's like, well, you know what? I skated into Tommy Cox and I had to get stitches. So yeah. And Margaret's like, there's no way. Cause they're like, they're in fourth grade. The school that they go to is like, a private school that I think is like first, at least K through like twelve. So he's yeah, a so. senior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. she, Margaret's like, okay, there's no fucking way you touched Tommy Cox. Like, <laughs> there's no way you did that. There's no Not way even. you touched Tommy Cox. <laughs> Not no, there's no way. And she's like, yeah. And Margaret's like, well, you're a liar. That's not true. And then Gretchen's like, I saw it happen. I was there. And she's like, well, you're both liars. Yeah. And then guess what? Fucking Tommy Cox walks in and he's like, oh, dude, did I do that? I'm so sorry. I didn't mean uh, that yeah. sucks that that happened. <laughs> so fucking righteous. Yes, you're goddamn right. Get her. Get her. So <laughs> Abby is validated. Not only does Tommy Cox come in and be like, wow, I'm so sorry I skated into you. He brings her. A Coca-Cola to apologize. Oh, yeah, that's right. Imagine being a girl in fourth grade who's not popular and Tommy Cox comes in, apologizes, and gives you a motherfucking Coke. Mm, the, the the sweet, sweet. Mm. You love it. Amazing. <laughs> so she kept that Coke can, by the way. Yeah. Uh, she never opened it. She just took it and it was like, I'm I'm keeping this. Yes. This is my this is my forever Coke. So we find out that. Gretchen has never seen E.T. Oh, also, uh, she after everyone after Tommy Cox leaves, uh, she smiles so hard that uh, her stitches rip out and her mouth just fills with blood. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're just throwing that in there. Don't worry. It was really fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we find out that Gretchen has not seen E.T. Mm-hmm. And Abby's like, that's really weird. Everyone's seen E.T. Literally everyone has seen E.T. And we find, <laughs> we find out Gretchen's parents are in the witness protection program. Crazy. It's a normal thing. Yeah, that's that that's a normal thing that, that happens. Yeah, you know. Oh, also, <laughs> when they were talking about Gretchen's parents and going CET, they're um in they're at like lunch, I think. Mm-hmm. And 
It says Gretchen sucked the gravy off the tips of her hair and nodded. There's a lot of points in this book where Gretchen is just sucking things out of her hair. Yeah, it's a gross thing that children do. I hate it. She, I hate it a lot. She leaned forward and she got gravy in her hair. Yeah, and she was like... <laughs> Mmm, delicious. <laughs> Awful noise. <laughs> so, Abby <laughs> Abby and Gretchen end up going C-E-T, and obviously, Abby loves it. She's already seen it multiple times, and she's cried every time. Loved it, absolutely loved it. And she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do if Gretchen doesn't like E.T. I'm not, my, my world will be shattered. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Gretchen fucking loved E.T. She also cried at the same part Abby cried at. She's like, when can we see it again? We need to see it right now. One yeah. more time. After they went C.E.T. So after they go C.E.T., they go to dinner. <laughs> Abby's dad lied to the people and was like, hey, it's my birthday. And they all got ice cream, fried ice cream. It was great. But then we find out it was a lie. Mm. Gretchen's parents are not in the witness protection. Weird. Who would have thought, huh? Who would have thought, yeah. yeah. Who would have thought? Her parents just won't let her see uh pg and r-rated movies she can only see g-rated movies yeah and they don't want her to see any like hardcore movies i guess until she's 13 i guess pg is hardcore but also her her parents are like very like strict (laughs) and abby because she's like oh man gretchen shared this really big secret with me i also need to share a very big secret with her and she's like follow me i want to show you something (laughs) maya can you tell me what what um i was hoping you wouldn't what happened (laughs) yeah well you know (laughs) I saw I saw you got uncomfortable when I mentioned it, so I was like, let me let me make Maya do it. Abby takes Gretchen to her dad's closet, and then there's a suitcase in her dad's closet, and inside the suitcase was a black plastic bag, and inside the black plastic bag was a big cardboard box that held a single videotape. Correct. Called Bad Mamma Jamma, and it was a porn film <laughs> with with large black women. <laughs> Gretchen was like, hey, I know I said that I was in witness protection, but I'm not. And Abby was like, a comparable secret is for me to tell you that my dad has a fetish for large black women. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the caption under the photo read, Mama's got supper in the oven. No, no, no. Mama's got supper in the oven. In the oven. Yeah. Supper. You're right. This is part of what we teach kids in school about like what, you know, emphasis is. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for doing that for me. Not thank you for making me explain that. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> just crying. Anyway, that's their uh, that's their stepbrothers. Did we just become best friends? Yup. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's their best friend moment. <laughs> after that, they were best friends. Uh, after that, Gretchen was sleeping over at Abby's house a couple times. It was a while before Abby actually got to sleep at Gretchen's house. Because like I said, her parents are like, they're wealthy and... Abby is less wealthy mm-hmm. and I don't know. Gretchen's parents are just kind of like overbearing and you know, yeah. but yeah, for like the next six years, they just hung out and were best friends. And then it just goes through like different points in Abby's life. So like their sixth grade year, Abby's dad uh, lost his job as an air traffic controller. And this is when Abby's parents had to sell their house mm-hmm. and move to the, I guess less wealthy part of town. Yeah. And then that that's when Abby stopped inviting Gretchen over to sleep over at her house and Abby exclusively stayed at Gretchen's house. Yeah. And then 1984 rolls around, Abby is getting into politics. Mm-hmm. Uh she <laughs> she puts a bumper sticker on 
Gretchen's mom's car. Her name is Gretchen Lang, Mrs. Lang. She puts a bumper sticker on Mrs. Lang's car. That is a Mondale and Ferrero bumper sticker. Geraldine Ferrero was going to be the first female vice president. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Just her, par- her par- Gretchen's parents are so like, they're like very like Republican. And so she puts it on there and he, her dad comes to the house and he's like ripped it off. And he's like, we are loyal to the president. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Better hope no one saw that thing on your mother's car. Yeah. Makes him go s- scrape it off. It's so funny. And then we get with what they call the, the Madonna incident. So as I said, Gretchen's parents are like real strict and they're like not into like, they're like very uh, conservative. Yeah. And Abby and Gretchen are hanging out at the Lang's house. They're singing Madonna and, you know, just having a great time. Just, you know, being kids. Yeah. And Gretchen's mom walks in on them and wearing all her jewelry and stuff. And she like goes ballistic. Yeah. And she's like chasing Gretchen around like hitting her with a uh, a hairbrush and abby's just like standing there like oh shit like what do i do and after gretchen's mom finishes her tirade she's like clean this up your father's gonna be home soon and she leaves and then abby goes to gretchen and gretchen just looks at abby and she's like i'm gonna kill her yeah she's like but you can't you can't tell anyone i said that ever her parents are very and and her dad owns a gun and like a year before gretchen had like pulled out the had like shown abby as children are want to do lock your guns up people um correct and she like pointed it at abby and then she pointed it at both her parents like pillows yeah also like can't stop every time something happens but this book is very Mm -hmm. like just the feeling of the 80s is very much like it's all yeah. throughout here. They talk about, I want to talk about them bringing up, um, Abby would sneak VC Andrews books. Oh yeah. 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 Into, into the house. So like, you know, you got all the good ones, flowers in the attic, petals in the wind, but also there's my sweet Audrina, which is very perverted. And I think, I think a lot of VC Andrews books are just like, <laughs> there is like a <laughs> special kind of, inappropriate for the age range that they were for at the time oh, no my sweet audrina i'm pretty sure <laughs> about a grown man and his sweet audrina so like also Yikes. i mean flowers in the attic is also like yeah i mean <laughs> i mean we all know we all know what it. flowers in the attic is about that whole series that'll be like future patreon shit that i gotta yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this book is like very like 80s which is, you know, we were talking about the playlist earlier. Yeah. Listen, listen to the playlist when you read it. Yeah, That's the playlist is, is like all the all the chapters are named after songs. Yeah. But after all that happened, a couple of weeks later, it was all fine. And Abby went to Jamaica with the uh, with the Langs. Mm-hmm. Abby, <laughs> she kept on the vacation. She kept playing Weird Al, Weird Al's Eat It. Yeah. <laughs> Just o- over and over. And Gretchen was like, fucking cut it out and she ended up <laughs> spilling pink nail polish mm-hmm. all over the tape and just completely ruining it and then abby and gretchen had, you know had the little falling out 
Gretchen called her poor. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, shit. (laughs) Jesus. And then they eventually made up because that's what friends do. We fight. Yeah. But we always come back to one another. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how fucking long Weird Al's been around? Yeah, right? Like, you realize it, but then you're like, damn, like, yeah, he actually has been doing shit since the er like the the early 80s insane timeless uh then we get their seventh grade year uh it's their first slow dance makeout party yeah dancing at time after time great song time after time this is also when um we meet glee glee loses her retainer (laughs) in the trash and abby and gretchen have to like go out help her look for it in the back of the school Mm-hmm. And this is when Abby's like, you know what? I don't have to be poor. I can get a job, but I don't. I don't also don't have to help Glee, but I'm going to because you know I, I'm going to decide how my life goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I thought this was funny because when they're behind when they're behind the cafeteria before they like dive into the, <laughs> the into the garbage, Abby looks turns to Gretchen and she goes, "Mama's got supper in the oven," <laughs> and then they start. <laughs> And then they start digging in there. I thought that shit was so funny. We move on to eighth grade year. That year, Abby and Gretchen went to watch Haley's Comet pass over the world. And they choose to be friends forever. We'll be That's really all. Yeah, that's basically it. Now we can get into the good stuff. We, uh, I think they're in high school at this point. Mm-hmm. This is their sophomore year of high school. We jumped to their sophomore year of high school. Guess what? They're friends with Margaret. And Glee, yeah. I mean, it's been, what, they're like almost 16 now? At like six, like 15, yeah. 16. So, like, it's been f- four or five, like five or six years. Like, <laughs> shit changes, you know? Hold a grudge, baby. No, no, don't hold a grudge. Don't do that. But, yeah, they're they're in a good, like, little foursome with uh, Margaret and glee but like you know they're they're all best friends but like obviously like abby and gretchen are like they like if it's twin best, day best for spirit week they do twin day exactly glee and mark do their own fucking thing you're doing you know what all teenagers do smoking and drinking beer mm-hmm. hanging out on the lake i think they're like at margaret's like parents beach house or something like that yeah margaret lives on like a creek or something i don't know so they're hanging out Drinking beers, smoking cigs, you know, as teenagers do. And then Margaret's like, hey, you guys, you guys trying to freak the fuck out? Yeah. And everybody's like, what, what are you talking about? And Margaret's like, I got acid. (laughs) It's like, what? What do you mean you have acid? Hey. And she says she stole it from Riley. What? Uh, That's, that was just, that was just me being like, hey, try acid. (laughs) I don't know. Hey, acid. <laughs> um, they say they got it from Margaret's older brother named Riley, who is a degenerate scumbag. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's kind of like hesitant about taking acid because you're like, it's acid. We've never done acid before. Yeah. And Gretchen's like, I don't want to do acid because I don't want to end up like Sid Barrett original lead singer of pink floyd yeah who did acid and then uh melted his own brain melted his brain because you do too much acid you kind of just uh fuck yourself up 
Yeah, unfortunate. Uh, they said, yeah, they said they got it from Riley. That's a lie. They got it. I forget where they got it from. Completely but like, a lie. It was a long process of trying to get the acid, uh, and they needed like rides and stuff, but they wouldn't let. Like Abby was like, "Oh, I'll give you guys a ride," and Margaret was like, "No." The schools, like the lower school, is named after my grandfather. Glee's dad manages the school's like portfolio, like their like le- like their financial portfolio. They're like, we're gonna get suspended. You're gonna get expelled, and I'm not being friends with the fucking dropout. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, like, that was the reason she was like, she's like, we'll get suspended. You'll get expelled, and I'm not being fucking friends with the dropout. They're like all top of their class, They're all, like <laughs> the will. top ten. So they all decide, like, okay, we're going to do this acid. It'll be fine. Yeah. So they <laughs> so they, they get out of the, the lake, and at, Margaret runs to the house, and she gets, like, she comes back out with, like, tea trays, mm-hmm. uh, tea saucers with <laughs> just a tab of acid on each, each saucer. And she's like... Were you guys ready to do this? Abby's like, I don't know if I want to do this. In her mind, she's like, I don't know if I want to do this. But then she's like, you know what? Before she pussies out, she grabs it and eats one. Yeah. Everyone takes the acid. And then they're just chilling for the next couple hours. Honestly, nothing happens. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing happens. Gretchen seems to be having the most fun, though. Like, everybody's bored, but she's like, let's go look at fireflies, and let's go, like, get in the water. Well, let's just go hang out. Abby suggests that they go skinny dipping. And then Gretchen's like, fuck it, I'll go. Let's do it. Oh, Glee- <laughs> and Glee's just, like, doing her homework while, like, yeah. they're, everyone's, like, trying to trip on acid. Yeah. So they So they all start going downstairs so they can go back into the, the lake or creek or whatever it is. To go skinny dipping, and they get they get out there, and Gretchen is the first one to just start shedding clothes. Yeah, and she just takes off and starts running. And while she's running, she's Margaret's like, "Wait, it's low tide. Don't jump in yet." Yeah, don't jump in at all. <laughs> yeah, don't jump in. Gretchen's fucking falling ass. <laughs> yeah, and then she jumps off the dock. And they hear a splash, and then everyone's like, fuck. Yeah. So they run over there, and they're calling for Gretchen. She doesn't answer. Everybody's like, where is Gretchen? They're freaking out because they're like, there's alligators in there. Uh, It's low tide. There's, like, rocks and shit. It's, like, it's just a bad situation to be in. They end up getting a flashlight, and then they see something move on the other side of the the lake. Mm Mm-hmm. And they think they think it's Gretchen, so they're calling out to her. And then Abby's like, "Well, I gotta go find her." So she like scoops up her clothes and she goes over to the other side of the uh, the lake. They search for like a couple hours, right? And eventually, they're like, "We have to call the police." Mm-hmm. I got those two mixed up. Before before she runs over there, they search for a couple hours, and then that's when they see. The little figure moving. Yeah. And they're like, oh, got to go over there. So Abby goes over there and she's like searching and she's looking. And she is walking through like the other side of the the lake is like 
forested. I guess it's like in a mar- like a marshy area. Yeah. And she's looking through and she ends up getting to like this it's not like a clearing but like I guess it is a clearing because it has a building like a decrepit building in there. Outcropping but like house like one room, one story. Yeah. And so she gets there. And she sees the the house, right? It's pitch black inside. But then she sees something in the darkness start to move. Mm-hmm. And then that's when she starts realizing certain things. Like, it's super quiet outside. The cicadas are not making any more noise. Yeah. And she was like, no, this has to be the acid. There's definitely nothing in there moving. Yeah. <laughs> and then a man calls her name out of the darkness. Horrifying, absolutely horrifying. So a man calls Abby's name from inside the the darkness, and she's like, "Nope." Turns around and jets off. She's running through the trees, like trying to get out of there as fast as she can because, yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, dude, fucking called. Uh, I would also do that. I would. I would be gone. She finally gets to the end of the uh, the trees, and Margaret and Glee are there, and she's like. There's someone behind me in the woods. Uh, is Gretchen not with you guys? And they're like, no. So they continue to look for her for the next couple hours. She's been gone for literally fucking Lit- yeah, hours. Yeah, literally all all night, basically. And then they start fucking like being like, oh my god, she she could be dead. We should we got to call the cops. Like it, it, she could have got kidnapped by a cult. Uh, at this point, it's getting light, so they're mm-hmm. like, all right, look, we're all gonna go out there and we're all gonna look for her and we're just gonna sweep the whole like yeah. The whole, as much as we can. Yeah, as much as we can. And Abby ends up going back to the place where the dude called her name in the darkness. It's got graffiti all over it. Yeah, it's got graffiti, like, nuke the killer whales, eat fuck preps, the uncalled for. (laughs) While she's there, Abby feels somebody watching her. And so she spins around, jerks around, and it's Gretchen coming from the, like, abandoned building, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Gretchen's still naked, by the way. She's just like gross everywhere, and she's like, "What time is it?" And he's like, "You where? You've been missing for literally hours." Yeah. Gretchen's like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just cold and naked, and I'm starving, and I've been in the woods all night. So can we, <laughs> can we go, please?" Yeah. Can we, can we go inside? So they end up going back to the house, and they just chill there for like a while until Margaret finally gets fed up. And goes to take a shower. Yeah. That's when everyone leaves. Well, because, so when they find Gretchen, she's like, I want to go home. And Abby's like, yes. And so they go inside. But then Gretchen's like, oh, I got to get my bag. And then like, she'll like put her bag down and they'll be like, fuck, I don't know where my bag is. Let me go get my shoes. Let me go get blah, blah. And she keeps like doing that for a while. Or like, she keeps like delaying the act of like going home. She said, and she also can't really remember anything about the night before. She is kind of shaken. uh, And... (laughs) When they finally do get home, like, Abby's like, chill. Like, your parents are at church. Just go home. Take a shower. It's fine. You're good. Be cool, bitch. (laughs) Be cool. Nothing happened. Be cool. We just had a fun day. Be cool. Abby drops her off, and she's like, look, I know you're freaked out, but things are not as bad as they seem. It's going to be fine. You just got to have the eye of the tiger. Just don't worry about it. Just knock it out. Abby is having another flashback about the seventh grade, and we find out that, you know, she has pretty bad 
acne and stuff. She would always wear a lot of makeup and stuff to school to try and hide that. And it says she tried a whole bunch of stuff to try and like get rid of it, but really nothing works. So she's fine with that. That's working for her very, very well. I mean, she does. Yeah, she looks she's insecure about it. Okay, there is going to be you guys got another hard cut. Hard. Just now. Hard cut. We were having, I, I think there was a, a Cox power outage or something or a, a service outage. Yeah. Uh, it is a new day for me and Justin. Yep. <laughs> it, is a, it, it is a full 24 hours after we last stopped recording an hour into the podcast. So if it's a little bit weird, that's why we're picking it up on a new day right. after watching the Flyers play their goddamn hearts out. My boys played played their hardest. I will say, passing game was a little little off this game, but that's okay. A little sloppy. There's always next time. But but it went into overtime, and it went into a shootout. Yes. So even though you guys lost, you still got one point for the season. That's right. Play their goddamn hearts out. Yeah, me and Justin are already conspiring to see if it's possible for us to go to either a Kraken or Flyers <laughs> In the country this season, because we are literally, like, we are into hockey. Invested. Invested. Yes. All right, so we not 100% sure where we left off. We have an idea, yeah. kind of. I mean, it's hard for us to listen to an episode, because we record separately. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think that we were just after Abby dropped Gretchen off at home. Mm-hmm. After Gretchen, I, I guess I'm saying this for us, after Gretchen disappeared. Yeah, after Gretchen disappears. <laughs> disappeared i'm saying this for us guys <laughs> this is me and justin <laughs> getting ourselves back on track it's okay we got it we're gonna blaze through it's the fine. rest of this it's episode fine. yeah if the first part of the episode took a long time it was mostly because we were having a, 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 a three second delay terrible time a terrible at, time at, at, at best at best <laughs> at worst it was like five or six seconds it was horrendous <laughs> All right, let's hop into it. Let's let's hop into it again. Let's go into the thick. Into of it. the thick of it. I'm a thick little bit. All right. <laughs> it's funny every time. What are you doing with your? Huh? You like putting your shirt under your? You never just cup your titty. I cup them all the time. They look actually great right now. They look phenomenal. I got a new sleep like bra. Just cupping my titties, man. All right. Banter part two. Over. Done. <laughs> all right. So we left off. Abby dropped off Gretchen. Abby goes to work. She works at a yogurt place. Mm -hmm. And while she's at work, Abby gets a call from Gretchen. And Gretchen's like, hey, I'm taking a bath. And I went to shave my legs. And the bathtub is full of blood. And I think I cut, my, I yeah. think I cut myself while I was shaving, but I'm not sure. I might just be having flashbacks uh, from last night. But I need help. And so Abby's like, okay. Get, I need you to get out of the tub, put down a white a white towel and stand on it, and then let me know if there's any blood. There's no blood on the white towel. Gretchen's just like, I guess I'm just having flashbacks. I appreciate you for being there for me. Yeah. And then she doesn't call that night. They usually call at uh, 11.06. Yeah. If you are young like us, I never had to do this, but not supposed to make late, late phone calls. And so Abby would wait. With her hand on the little button yeah. to say that like no calls could come in, and then right at eleven oh six, she would lift off so that Gretchen would get patched in without the phone ringing. Yeah, because you couldn't you couldn't put phones on silent. <laughs> exactly. So after Gretchen doesn't call Abby that night, the next day when she goes to pick up Gretchen for school, Miss Lang is like, Gretchen's not going to be going to school today. She hasn't slept at all last night. 
So I'm going to be keeping her home. But Gretchen's like, nope, I'm going to just trot right out. We're going to school, Abby. Let's go. On their way to school, we find out that the reason Gretchen didn't call Abby was because she was on the phone with Andy. Andy is a boy from camp. Bible camp. Yeah. And Gretchen was up all night. And the reason she was up all night is because she felt like somebody was touching the back of her neck all night. Yeah. Which is horrible. Horrifying. Yeah. Don't like that. Eventually, when they get to school, they meet up with Glee and Margaret, and they are like, are you guys also having flashbacks? Because Gretchen's got some weird shit going on. She thought there was blood in the tub, but it turns out it wasn't. might have been a flashback. Yeah. And they're like, uh, no, that's, that's weird. We're not having anything. And while they're talking, Wallace shows up, and Wallace is Margaret's boyfriend. He is a senior, and you know he, he just shows up. And then everybody's like, all right, got to go. Bye. And they leave him. So they don't like him because he's kind of he's a kind douche. He's kind of a douche, yeah. Wallace Stoney had a hair lip scar, and Abby was always fascinated that it hadn't made him a nicer person. In fact, he was a giant jackass, and they only tolerated him because he was a senior and he was going out with Margaret. Yeah, because he was a doucher. Yeah. Big old doucher. <laughs> that is kind of fucked up that Abby's like, wow, you're, uh, you've got something like a, a non-conventionally attractive thing. And you're not nice about it? Like, you're not a nicer person because you're ugly? She basically is like, wow, I can't believe you're not nicer because you're ugly. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> You'd think that being ugly would make you nicer. Super fucked. And Wallace is like, nope, I'm an entitled white boy in the 80s. That's right. What are consequences? <laughs> I, I know of no such thing. Oh, also, uh, the girls could relax around each other, but Wallace Stoney was a senior and a boy and a football player. He thought friendships were emotional and emotions were weakness and weakness must be stopped. So Gretchen eventually tells Abby that the flashbacks are in fact getting worse. And she says that when she gets tired, hands start touching her face and pulling on her legs. Yeah, just like, she feels hands Fucking yikes, first of all. Yeah. Abby, you know, being the friend that she is, she, she assures Gretchen that it's fine. It's just the flashbacks. It'll wear off soon. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I said big psych. I don't remember if it was the next day or... um. Can, can I say what this starts with? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. All right, this teacher's a coach. They're, ha- they're having, a, like, an assembly. I found out that the teacher is actually a woman. Yeah, yeah. But I, it's it's funnier for me if it's if it's Coach Green. Like this. Yeah, Coach Green. Some of you seniors may have seen this at parties. Manufacturer calls it Bartles and James wine cooler, <laughs> but the Charleston County Police Department calls it rape. <laughs> That's how I read it. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, an 80s coach. With, like, the shorts oh, up to his fucking balls. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, he just sounds like, uh, God, what's his name? The dude who uh, has the super deep voice. Patrick Warburton. I, I, I imagined it as, like, a Patrick Warburton-type voice. Just being, like, it's called Bartles and James Wine Cooler, but the Charleston County Police Department calls it Rape Juice. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. <laughs> But it turns out the Coach Green is actually a woman. Yeah, so. she's a woman. During the assembly, Gretchen like keeps flinching like someone is continuously touching her. And then eventually she she has an outburst where she like stands up and she's like, cut it out. And yeah. Coach Green singles her out, obviously, because she just stood up and yelled. And Gretchen accuses Wallace of touching her, which he denies yeah. because, you know, a demon and whatnot. <laughs> and she ends up getting sent to the office. I put in my notes specifically to mention this part where when she's leaving to go to the office, 
allegedly someone trips her and she falls and everyone goes, ooh. Yeah. At my high school, we did that. Whenever somebody fucked up in the cafeteria, if they like dropped a chair or like tripped or something, everyone would just go silent and then make them feel like shit. I mean, hey, name a better duo. High schoolers and just. <laughs> high school. <laughs> I'll wait. Name a better duo. Teenagers, teenagers being awful people. Yeah. <laughs> name a better duo. If you're a teenager, listen to this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you're an awful person. Everyone knows it. From the ages of like 11 to to at least 17. Just, awful. We've all been there. Awful people. Just horrible. Your your bodies are going through a weird time. Yeah. It's not it's not necessarily because of you. It's just a matter of your you're you're just going through like the worst period of your time, yeah. like just like physically, emotionally. Mm-hmm. And everyone else feels it. Yeah. We've all been there. Except for if you're not a teenager, then you haven't been there. But also you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Yeah, we curse a lot. So yeah. We talk about sex. So. Yeah. Get out of here, nerd. <laughs> this podcast is for adults adults and, and uh, yeah if you're a child if you're a parent listening to this with your child you do, I, i'm not gonna tell you how to be a parent yeah that's fair i'm sure you're making the best choice for you exactly dick <laughs> dick, dick <laughs> sex sex hockey gay hockey Cock. <laughs> so after gretchen comes from the office uh everybody's on the lawn so we have margaret we have glee we have wallace i had to burp i'm sorry I know, I'm going to cut it out anyway. (laughs) Focus. Okay, we're back in the game. Gretchen comes from the office, and when she comes to the office, she and Wallace get into, like, this little spat because Wallace is like, what the fuck, dude? Why (laughs) Why would you blame me? And she's like, you were touching me, dog. Yeah, he ifs at her hard. He does, and she's like, yeah, great. You think I'm going to be scared of a man that can't even last five seconds in bed? Oh, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck, you? Yeah, which is basically that, like, the first time they had sex, Wallace lasted five seconds because he's a 17-year-old boy. Correct. And his, his dick has just never known the joy of a woman. So after after he, like, lunges for her and Margaret jumps on his back to stop him from hitting Gretchen, <laughs> Gretchen just starts vomiting this thick white fluid. It's, like, a lot. With, like, feathers in it? Yeah, and Abby notices that there's, like, feathers, like, squirming around in it, like, after she gets carted off by the teachers. None of y'all are concerned? Yeah, no one's concerned that you have these moving black feathers in your vomit. That's okay, I guess. I mean, I guess they don't want to look at it, but, like... I mean, but still, if it's it's white... She looked... she looked like she threw up just buckets of milk. Yeah, just buckets of milk. Book didn't say that, but it's just white, white stuff. So yeah. I was imagining buckets of milk with feathers in it. Abby realizes that no one else is really going to help her try and figure out what's going on mm-hmm. with Gretchen, so she's gonna be she's gonna be in this alone. Well, yeah, because so she just they just got in that big fight with Margaret, talked shit about Margaret's senior boyfriend. Senior, yeah. And so Abby's like, you know, when we were in like ninth grade or whatever and Gretchen got mono, like they all like tag teamed and made sure that like, you know, they would pick up her homework for her and take notes for her in the classes that they shared with her. And so Abby is like, Hey, Gretchen is sick. Do you guys want to like start coordinating that? And Margaret's like, no, for that bitch. <laughs> no. Her, and Glee's just like, I don't do, I don't, I don't like confrontation. I don't like confrontation, which is just like, you're, you've picked a side. Don't tell me you don't pick sides. You pick you a picked side. a side, yeah. So Gretchen doesn't come to school for a couple days, and this is when a- Abby is like trying to rally all all the girls and stuff to go to Gretchen's house and make sure she's all right. But while that's going on, Abby is also 
like continuously calling Gretchen's house and trying to find out what's going going on with her. It gets to the point where Mrs. Lang is like, hey, this is starting to get inappropriate. I need you to calm down with your goddamn calling. Yeah, she's like, It'll, it's fine. It's fine. Chill out. On Monday morning, Gretchen, is, she has a doctor's appointment that she is going to. So her mom's going to be dropping her off at school. Later in the day, Gretchen arrives at school. And she basically ignores Abby through the period that she gets, like, that she comes back to school in. Mm-hmm. After that period, Gretchen talks to Abby, and she reveals that her parents made her go to the gynecologist because they wanted to see if she was still a virgin. Uh, because her parents have been hearing, quote unquote, sex noises coming from her room at night. But Gretchen is like super adamant that she has been asleep and there's been nothing going on. And she also tells Abby that she threw up in church and that just mm-hmm. didn't make it any better. Yeah. Abby, being the friend she is, she tries to convince Gretchen that everything's going to work out. We know that's not true, though. Yeah. Gretchen says that she hasn't eaten anything for, like, a long time because whenever she tries to eat something, it tastes rotten. She throws up. She throws up. She's, like, super hungry, super tired. She's not getting any sleep. During lunch, Abby tries to get Glee and Margaret to sit with Gretchen. Margaret super opposed to that because, you know, she talks shit about her boyfriend. But Abby and Glee eventually get her to go. Fun fact, it's super awkward. Because Margaret won't talk to Gretchen. Gretchen just isn't talking at all. And so Glee and Abby are just trying to, like, carry this conversation. (laughs) After lunch, Gretchen asks Abby if she can get her a phone from the thrift store. She wants her to bring it to the house that night because her mother has book club and she's going to be drunk when she gets there. I thought she was going to kill her mom right there. Yeah, she said if her parents try and send her away because her parents... Her her doctor's appointment, because she's been throwing up, her parents basically take her to the doctor and have the doctor feel around her hymen yeah. to see if she's had sex and if she's pregnant. Correct. Which, fun fact, uh, learned it from Heaving Bosom's podcast, uh, the hymen is not like a rubber band, or is not like a, something you can like break, it's like a scrunchie. Fucking, it, it goes, it, it, it's not a thing that is, it's not like a wall or like, you know, something you can puncture, it, it's like a scrunchie that stretches. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, her asking to get her a phone, just my 2021 stupid brain was just like, what kind of phone can you get at the thrift? Like, a, I don't know why I was just like, you can't, like, they had, like, like a flip phone? Like, what? No, just like a normal phone, like a regular phone that you plug into the wall at home. I just, my, <laughs> it took me a solid, like, 20 minutes to be like, what the fuck is she talking about? I don't to understand. be honest, when I, like, originally read it and wrote my notes, I was like, Gretchen asks Abby to get her a burner phone, and I was like, wait a second, no, because <laughs> then later on in the chapter, she like plugs it into the wall, and I was like, oh, all right, that makes sense. This is the 80s. That makes sense. Yeah. It also took me till that point where I was like, this is confusing <laughs> yeah. me because my brain was just like, what? Oh, my God. My boss was talking about her son. Her son's like a freshman in high school, and he got his phone confiscated at school because yeah. he was using his phone and got it confiscated, and... She said he, they were, like, at his grandparents' house. And her mom still has, like, a landline. And he needed to, like, make a call for something. And her mom, she was like, Mom, I don't have a phone or whatever. And she was like, just go use the house phone. And he came back. He came back and he was like, it's making a weird noise. <laughs> I like, I think it's broken. I think it's making a weird noise. Because he didn't know what a dial tone was. Holy shit. Because he's, like, a freshman in high school. I didn't even think that. that it was oh really God. fucking funny. 
or he, yeah, he, he was like, he's like, mom, I think it's, I think it's broken. It's making this like weird noise. Cause he'd never heard a dial tone book. Yeah. That's great. That's crazy to think about. It was very fun. Yeah. It's insane. And then like, you know, got his phone confiscated and he's like, you know, his mom, you know, he's complaining about her and she's like, yeah, that's how things were like all the time. Yeah. If you wanted to talk to someone and they weren't home, then you just didn't. You didn't talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't talk to him. Like, if you weren't home, you just couldn't, like, call. Yeah. Parents, your parents wanted to be on the phone. They just be, like, would pick up and they'd say, I need get to off. phone. Get off. Yeah. That's, that's like, um, having a call after, like, seven and nine when your minutes are free. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, trying to use the fucking, when you went to call someone, can't. Someone's using the internet. Yeah, somebody's using the internet. Think about how fucking crazy that is. Good <laughs> luck. how fucking crazy that is. <laughs> I can't use the phone because my mom's on the internet. Yeah, that shit is crazy. It's crazy to think. Wild. About. Look at how Insane. far we've come. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Who would have thought? Not the past us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> uh, Abby goes to Gretchen's house that night, and when she gets there, Mr. Lang is w- coming out. Her and Mr. Lang have like a, a little conversation where he's like, "Yo, if anything was going on with Gretchen, you would tell me, right? Like, we're 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 best friends. We know this." And Abby's like, yeah, sure, of course, why not? Yeah, she's like, uh, yeah. And she's like, hey, what are you doing, Mr. Lang? And he's like, oh, I gotta go clean up this, <laughs> this dead cat because we have owls and they've just been snatching up animals around here and just dropping them off, I guess. Weird. Yeah. So Abby goes in. She gives uh, Gretchen the phone. Gretchen is doing her hair, so they go in the bathroom while Gretchen's doing her hair. Abby sits in the bathtub. You know, they're chatting about Margaret and Gretchen's parents, and then Gretchen just like snaps takes a heel turn and she starts talking about uh a girl named molly uh ravenel and how she was supposedly sacrificed to satan and she's just like going on this tangent about the this like dark stuff people like satanists and cults and stuff like that and abby was like i don't think you should be obsessing over this type of stuff gretchen and gretchen's like no this this stuff feels important then abby smells the smell and they say it was Max allegedly farting in agreement with Gretchen. I say it, but I low-key think Abby's smelling sulfur. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Yeah. Like whenever Abby would like mention smelling like a really like sour and like distinct smell, I would be like, mm. So I think the sour smell is different from like that stank. I mean, I guess if you're not expecting it, but sulfur just smells like eggs. So... I don't think that she smelled like, I feel like at a certain point you'd be like, wow, this bitch smells like eggs. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the the dog farting. Yes, that is a. Yes. Yes. And then as she's leaving, Gretchen. Also, Gretchen has been like crimp, has been crimping her hair. I don't know how to explain crimping. If you're a lady, you know what crimping is. You know yeah. what crimped hair looks like. I don't know how to explain that to you, but it's basically just like. Instead of like curling it, it's like you like straighten a piece and then you move down and you straighten a different piece. And so there's like a like a, maybe like a, a little line or uh, so it's, it's like, like wavy. It's, it's, it's like a chip. It's not like it's like jagged wavy. It's like it's like a ruffles chip. No. Do you know that like 80s pattern with like the the squiggly lines with like the sharp corners? Yeah. It's like that. But for her. Uh huh. So as Abby's leaving, Gretchen comes to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Gretchen comes to the stairs and she's made she starts making a scene you know she's like singing Dixieland at the top of her lungs at the top of the stairs also her, her hair is fucking crimped and her parents just can't like 
process what's happening. Her dad's like, hey, shut up, blah, blah, blah. He ends up running up the steps. The book club ladies are like, what the fuck? Yeah, book club ladies are fucking like, what's going on? Fucking Mrs. Lang is like, did you do this to my daughter's hair? Mr. Lang, like, hits Gretchen. I said she low-key, high-key pushes him down the stairs because Abby's like, I could have sworn she pushed him down the stairs. (laughs) He tumbles backwards. He, boom, he hits the ground. And then the house just starts to get absolutely bombed by birds. Like, there's birds just flying, hitting the windows. They're, like, crashing into the windows. They're dying. They're breaking shit. And Gretchen's just yelling, and she's like, make it stop, make it stop. The book club ladies are, like, fucking praying. So much shit going on. Eventually, Abby leaves. Gretchen's dad goes up there and, like, tries to, like, console her and comfort her while all this crazy shit is going down. The next day, Gretchen and Abby, they meet up again. Gretchen tells Abby that her family, uh, they're going to have a family meeting, and they're going to tell her what is, what's wrong with her. Yeah, and she honestly has no, like, answer. Like, Abby's like, what the fuck happened last night? And no idea. Gretchen's just, like, just shrugs. This is also when Gretchen confides in Abby that she's hearing voices, mm-hmm. and they are telling her things about people. When Abby says that, she doesn't really understand what like she's saying gretchen's like yeah the voices said you wouldn't understand yeah and that was the moment gretchen started to pull away and there wasn't a thing abby could do to stop her so at this point gretchen is spiraling Mm -hmm. Uh, abby's trying to do everything she can to help gretchen get out of this funk literally and figuratively Mm -hmm. Uh, margaret and glee have at this point they're taking what they call a gretchen vacation so they're like Staying as far away from Gretchen as possible. Yep, she's gone nuts, so. At this point, Gretchen is like, she's starting to smell. She starts to wear the same thing every day. She starts with the skirt, and then she starts wearing the same shirt every day, and it's clear that, like, she's not bathing, washing. Abby and Gretchen, they don't talk during their morning drives anymore. She just scribbles in her journal whenever they're uh, driving. They don't have their 11.06 calls anymore. It's just everything is just, like, falling apart at this point yeah and this is when a teacher notices what's going on with gretchen and he pulls gretchen in and he has a talk with her and then he ends up pulling abby in and he's like hey i know what what it looks like when people are on drugs if you were a real friend you would help gretchen during this time but if not i'm gonna have to go to i think he either says he's gonna have to go to the police or he's gonna have to go to the principal or her parents i don't remember he's gonna go to some higher higher authority after that, the next time that Abby sees Gretchen, uh, she is, in fact, still wearing the same clothes, but she doesn't she doesn't smell anymore. But then Abby realizes that she just smells like she's been drenched in perfume. Yeah. At that point, that's when Abby decides to ask her mom if she ever had any patients. Abby, I don't know if we mentioned Abby's mom is a nurse. I think she's like a home health aide. Yeah. And she asks, she asks her mom if she ever has any patients that hear voices. And her mom says, yeah. And she's like, do they get any better? She says, no, not really. <laughs> um, and she's like, hey, if we're talking about Gretchen, you should leave it alone. Let let her parents deal with it. Uh, because if you get in the middle of it, you're only going to get blamed. Yeah. And this pisses Abby off. She's like. Oh, Abby is furious. She's like, you don't even fucking have any friends. Why would I come to you for advice on stuff? Yeah. Just real mean. <laughs> yeah. And her mom is like, her mom is like, you know, people like these girls that you're hanging out with are not are not long term friends for you. Like, mm-hmm. 
you know, they're, they only want you for the easy times. And, you know, the minute it starts getting bad, they kind of like run. And Abby's like, you don't understand her. And I'm like, where do you think I fucking grew up? Like, I'm from here. I'm from here. I know how this works. I know exactly how this fucking works. Like, you should, you should be backing away from, from Gretchen and all that bullshit. And, and Abby's just like, you're wrong. (laughs) You're, you're wrong. Darn it. The next morning when Abby goes to uh, pick up Gretchen for school, <laughs> Gretchen's dog Max has like ripped open a trash bag on uh, her neighbor's lawn and there's just like shit everywhere. And as Gretchen's like coming out of the door, her neighbor is also coming from his walk and they like cross paths and he's like, what the fuck? Your dog ripped up all my shit. And Gretchen just flips him the burdens like, fuck you. Also, because it's like, it's not, it's not his trash. It is the Lang's trash that Max has ripped up on their yard. And it's full of used menstrual products. Yeah. Which, fair enough, dude. That is disgusting. Horrible thing to come up on, on your lawn. Yeah, so he, he, he starts yelling at her. She flips him off. Like, when, when, when she does that. He, like, tries to, like, get all up in her face, but Mr. Lang, like, comes out, and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then him and the neighbor, like, get into, like, a s- small scuffle. Yeah. And while that's going on, Gretchen, like, hops in the back of Abby's car, and she's like, just go. Just pull off. And they, <laughs> go, like, go, go, zoom go, go, off. Go, 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 Drive, drive, drive. <laughs> while they're driving, Abby, like, tries to confront Gretchen about, like, what's going on with her. And she's, mm-hmm. she just, uh, instead of... Gretchen like actually like being like okay here's what's going on blah 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 she just starts talking about Molly Ravenall again yeah. and Abby like gets frustrated and she's like if you don't start talking normally I will ditch you and I will never talk to you again then you'll be all alone and then Gretchen lunges forward like from the back seat and grabs yeah. the steering wheel and like puts them into oncoming traffic yeah that's so fucked so terrifying. Abby ends up elbowing Gretchen in the ear, and she gets control of the car. At that point, she can't, like, fix it, so they end up yeah. hitting the guardrail and, like, flipping over the goddamn edge, and they hit the water, and then they're just driving down the street doing 55 normally like it never happened. I missed that. <laughs> oh, maybe she just was imagining that. Like, she was just seeing what was going to happen. Like, she could see them careening that way, and she knew that that was going to be the logical, con- like, sequence of events. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, because as we find out later on, like, obviously there's going to be an exorcism. There's some crazy shit that goes down in the exorcism. So maybe, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So after that happens, Abby's like, what the fuck? Yeah. She threatens to stop talking to Gretchen altogether unless Gretchen tells her what's going on. So Gretchen begrudgingly agrees and she ends up, you know, telling her what's going on. And she tells Abby that she's been having her period for two weeks straight at this point. She feels like she's bleeding out, and her mom just won't listen. Her mom just keep keeps buying her sanitary products. Yeah. But then she drops the bomb that she actually isn't a virgin anymore, mm-hmm. and this shocks Abby. And then Abby, like, starts putting it all together, and she puts it together that Gretchen was sexually assaulted that night she went missing in the woods. And Gretchen says, every night, again and again, he sits on my chest and I can't move. He watches me and then he hurts me. Who asked Abby? I can't change clothes, Gretchen said. I have to stay covered. I have to sleep in my clothes and I can't shower because when he sees my skin, he tears it. I can't give him a way in. I have to keep him out. Do you understand? So Gretchen has been wearing the same clothes for like 
weeks at this point. Mm-hmm. So she rolls up her sleeve and she shows Abby. She's got like these three deep gouges yeah. in her forearm. And she ends up bringing Gretchen home because you can't go to school after that. Yeah. She, she thinks her friend's been sexually assaulted. Yeah. And that, you know, obviously, like, she's not okay, which yeah. I can't imagine someone would be. Uh, so she's like, yep, this is not skipping school. This is just me taking a friend home because she's not well. Yeah, she's not doing too good. So Abby brings Gretchen home. Uh, she helps her to her room. When she gets to her room, Gretchen's room is completely in shambles. Gretchen, like, curls up under her covers and lays down, and she asks Abby not to leave. She ends up falling asleep. Abby calls Mr. Lang, who is furious because he knows that they skipped school at this point. Gretchen's parents take, like, a few hours to get home. Yeah, they don't, um... They don't come home immediately. Yeah, they, they don't come home until, at least, yeah, for probably, I think until almost, like, 11 o'clock. Yeah, almost, like, 11 o'clock. And when they do get home, Abby greets them at the door, and Abby tries to tell them that her and Gretchen were at Margaret's house and they did acid and then Gretchen got lost and she was sexually assaulted in the woods. And they're like, you did drugs? I can't, what? Have you been giving our daughter drugs? And Abby's like, hey, focus. This is, that was not the big, and they're like, I can't, I knew that, like you, I can't believe you guys did drugs. Drugs bad. Yeah, the Langs are furious that they did drugs, but they completely ignore the fact that their daughter was attacked. And they actually, they threaten to call the police on Abby for, like, dealing drugs. And then Abby's like, is it you? And she accuses Mr. Lang of being the one that's doing all this stuff to Gretchen, which sends Mrs. Lang into a fury, and she completely bans Abby from the house altogether. And she's like, I'm going to call your mother, and I'm going to let her know everything that you've been doing. I don't want you here anymore at my house. Yeah, don't don't ever come back. So when Abby gets home, there is, in fact, a voicemail from Mrs. Lang. She listens to it, and then she deletes it, and she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to save you, Gretchen, because nobody else will. Yep. So the next time Abby goes to school, she ends up going to the principal's office. They call him Major. She's going to report the attack on Gretchen to him. By the time she gets there, she gets there. Mrs. Lang has already called and has pre-warned Major about Abby and what she might say. He tells Abby that, you know, she needs to be more careful because she is not at this school through money. She's at this school through a scholarship. Yes. So she needs to be more careful what she's doing. Abby ends up leaving Major's office completely defeated because she's like, I'm so stupid. Why? Of course, Mrs. Lang was going to call him. She gets a permission slip for the gross anatomy lab field trip. And the rest of the day kind of just, you know, lulls by. There's nothing really going on. Um, And then she, you know, finally decides that she has to go to the blockhouse in the woods and look for clues about what happened that night. She's going snooping. She's going snooping. Uh, when she gets to the blockhouse, you know, she's looking around. She's looking at all the graffiti. That It's light now, so she can, like, see what's going on. She can see all the graffiti. And she sees a particular piece of graffiti that is the name of Wallace's band. Wallace isn't a band. He changed their names, like, a bunch of times. And she sees one of, the like, his band names graffitied onto the wall. Yeah. And so instantly she clicks it, and she's like, Wallace must have been here that night. It must have been Wallace that did this. While she's there, she hears a man call out to her. It turns out to be Riley, who is Margaret's brother. The creep. 
he's being creepy. Yeah, we talked about him earlier in the episode. Uh, she manages to get away from Riley. Not he, he wasn't doing anything. He was just being creepy. But she manages to get away from him and like back to her car. And yeah. when she gets when she gets home that night, she calls Glee and she's like, "Hey, Glee, uh, I think Wallace may have attacked Gretchen. I need to talk to you about this." And Glee is like. Glee. My, hold on, my sister's just got home and she needs to get off the phone real quick. Yeah. Should have seen this fucking coming. Should have seen this coming. It's the 80s, come on. It's, yeah, it's the 80s. So Glee calls her back. Mm-hmm. Abby runs down the entire thing to Glee and she's like, I think Wallace attacked, attacked Gretchen. I think we have to tell Margaret. Margaret goes, no, I don't think you need to tell Margaret first. <laughs> Margaret reveals that she is also on the call glee called her three-way yeah did a three-way call i said margaret reveals she's on the phone and has heard everything the betrayal ripped the friendship yeah (laughs) and they basically call her a lying liar who lies and a slut and say glee just straight up calls her evil yeah so yeah that friendship is down the drain for right now coming up to our favorite part of the book we go we we go back to school (laughs) it is spirit week you love to see it. Spirit Week is great. Yeah, uh, look at Spirit Week. Yeah. Wallace ends up, like, checking Abby <laughs> because he's like, don't fucking talk about me. How dare you? And he ends yeah. up, like, hitting her, but, like, not really hitting. I don't know. It was a weird thing, and he, like, shoulder checks her. Yeah, he, like, pops her. Abby calls the Lang's house, but she hangs up immediately, and Mr. Lang calls back, and he's like, hey, if you call this house again i will call the police you are not wanted here yeah so <sighs> it's spirit week monday is twins day i love a good yeah. twins day everyone loves a good twins day tuesday was dress down day when they actually got to like you know express their personality or whatever that's pretty awesome because uh, they, they they have to dress pretty pretty preppy and yeah uh, can't do any of like they can't have like you know 80s hair or whatever mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, well they can't have like punk type hair and then yeah why don't you, why don't you go ahead why don't you go ahead and tell the people wednesday was nerd day yeah, you know, yeah. pull your pants up high, wear rainbow suspenders. Thursday, Slave Day. What the fuck, 80s? Five years later, Slave Day was gone as if it had never existed. But in 1988, no one dreamed that it could be possibly offensive. It was tradition. A clot of students was clustered around the front office window where the slave market was posted. It was a giant piece of white butcher's paper, and the idea was that students could buy a slave for a set price. If the slave didn't beat the bid by $1, then they were owned by their master, who would make them do whatever she wanted during lunchtime slave parade. Master could make the slave wear an ugly sweatshirt. Or if she's feeling really evil, the slave would have to wear her bra on the outside of her clothes. Some guys would make a girl wear a leash and walk around the lawn on all fours like a dog. All the money raised went to the alumni fund, so that made it okay. She has not talked to Gretchen in, I think, at least like a, a couple. Like, Gretchen, I don't even think Gretchen's been at school. Her mom yeah. called and was like, change all their classes i want them to have completely different schedules i don't want her to do any classes with abby so she gets to school on thursday and she goes up there owner gretchen lang slave abigail rivers what the fuck 80s what the fuck explain i don't i just day fucking yikes the post and then they have like the book has like different like posters and like pamphlets so it'll have like you know a pamphlet about like is your child on drugs like that was like a bunch mm-hmm. of pamphlets, like, in the chapter where, like, her parents thought she was on drugs. There's a poster for Slave Day. And... Oh, God. Sign up at the front office with Miss Tone. Don't let slavery happen to you. Sign up Yikes. now. <laughs> Don't let slavery happen to you. What the fuck, 80s? I hate this. Look, I guess I'm glad that the book didn't, like, completely, like, act like... 
yeah, the book is offensive because it was 1988. And like, yeah, yeah, I could fully believe that a private Christian school in 1988 would have some ridiculous bullshit like Slave Day. I completely can see that happening. Can't can't have your hair touch your collar. But oh, yeah, you can buy a girl and make her wear you can make her wear her bra on the outside of her clothes. You can buy a person, but you know, you just can't have your hair long or however you want to have your hair. Yeah, can't have big 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 bangs cuz cuz that's hey, that's not appropriate. Mm. But we have slave day. But you know Spirit Week slave day. I hated that. So Gretchen, so Gretchen bought Abby and Gretchen kind of like is being a dick and she's like come on slave time for you to take off your makeup which we all know abby is very self-conscious about and abby is like she doesn't really want to do it so gretchen's like here let me help you and she takes some of the makeup cream and she goes to like put it on her face and she ends up like poking abby in the eye yeah (laughs) and abby like runs out you know she checks her eye her eye is like a little bloodshot because she just got poked in her eye and she wipes off all the makeup remover and she touches up her makeup and then later in the day she sees Gretchen and she just shoves her and she's like stay away from me don't talk to me anymore just don't interact with me stay away from me like I'm I'm your only friend I'm the only person who cares about you and you just fucked it yeah you just just whiffed it hard hard so after that happens uh that night gretchen calls abby and she's like abby don't hate me i'm sorry like you you like we have to still be friends and abby is kind of like i don't want anything to do with you right now like maybe later but right now i like just not right now i can't do that and she hangs up and then gretchen calls back but she doesn't answer and for a few days she she actually does hold up to, you know, not not talking to Gretchen. Mm-hmm. But eventually on Monday morning, she decides that, you know, she's got to fix. She has to fix it. Gretchen is her friend. And if she doesn't, then nobody will. Mm-hmm. But on her way to speak to Gretchen, she is completely shocked when Gretchen walks in and is just basically a completely different person. She 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 is clean. She's got new clothes, a new haircut, and Abby's like, "What about last week? You know, everything that's going on." And Gretchen acts like nothing like at all happened. She's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah. You're weird. Acts like nothing happened. At this point, the group of girls cuz Gretchen, Margaret, and Glee, they're all cool again. I guess Gretchen apologized or I don't know what happened. They're all cool again. Uh, they're kind of giving Abby the like the mean girl treatment. Uh, Gretchen ends up giving Margaret like a weight loss smoothie from Germany. And mm-hmm. Abby realizes that she's starting to break out because this is a very stressful situation that she's been in. Yeah. And she tries to talk to Gretchen and kind of be like, I don't understand like what happened. And Gretchen is basically like, you gave up on me. You didn't try hard enough. Yeah. Which is fucked because everyone else gave up on you. Yeah. Why are you singling me out? This is bullshit. Yeah. Well, when she's talking to Gretchen, she notices that Wallace comes into the, the class and he starts talking to Gretchen and Abby leaves. But she's like, does Margaret know that Wallace and Gretchen are like so cool with each other now? Yeah. Very odd. Yeah, very odd. Uh, after that, Abby goes to talk to Father Morgan, who is their resident priest and she's you know she's talking to him she's worried about her friend and father morgan is like dude she's fine she's got friends now you know sometimes the hardest part of people being sick is when they get better because then you have to worry about yourself at that point yeah gretchen shows up and uh she 
is saying that Glee wants to join Vestry. What is Vestry? Based on context clues, it seems like Vestry was just like the kids who help out in chapel. Mm, okay. So after that, we have our next assembly where we get the Lemon Brothers. They're bodybuilders slash ministry men, I said. Yeah. And after they do like a display of strength by like holding a cross and like having students come up. Do you think they knew what they were doing? Who? The, the Lemon Brothers. You think they understood? Okay. So that one of them's talking and he says, sometimes when I'm shifting steel and sweating blood and I don't think I'm going to make a clean and make <laughs> make the clean and jerk or when I'm stuck on the bang and can't get the snatch, suddenly I feel lighter, like someone's taking my load. That's when I look at him and say, that was you, God. Thank you. Thank you for taking my load. And the kids are just like losing it. <laughs> Do you think the Lemon Brothers, like they, I feel like the Lemon Brothers were probably they had to administration. Have they had to have known. They had to have that, known. That, like, that would be the response. Because the teachers are just, like, sitting there, like, this is fine. But, like, if Wallace if Wallace Stoney had gone up there and said, thank you, God, for taking my load, they would have been like, Wallace, hey. How, how else are you going to get teenagers' attention? Fair enough. <laughs> I couldn't. I, it, it took me a bit. But I was like, oh, like, are they doing that on purpose? Like, because it's. Sex jokes are funny when you're a teenager. Thank you. Thank you for taking my load. God. Thanks, God. <laughs> Thanks, God, for taking my load. Where do we leave off? Oh, yeah. They, they did a display of strength. <laughs> they did the, They do the, the strength display with the cross or whatever. And then after that, one of the brothers, uh, I think his name is Chris, he, he like points out Gretchen specifically and he's like, I can see the demon. I can see your demon. And yeah. that clicks for Abby and Abby's like, holy shit, I'm not alone. Like, I'm not yeah. the only one. Uh, so she goes to like meet them after the show. And the brother that didn't see the demon, he tries to, you know, like, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so he, like, shoes off Abby. But that's when Abby's like, I'm not alone. He definitely knows. Mm-hmm. They give her a pamphlet. Yeah, they give her a pamphlet. Uh, Glee asks Gretchen for some weight loss shakes, but she's like, oh, I don't have any more. But uh, I do have this letter from Father Morgan for you. So there you go. Here's this letter. Also, Margaret is felt. After these like weight loss shakes, she has, she's gotten hot. Yeah, she's like. I don't want. Well, I don't want to say she's gotten hot, but like it's described as she's lost a bunch of weight, which does not intrinsically make someone hotter. But that is how it is presented. Where it's just like, damn, Margaret is is she was pretty before, but woo, woo dog. It's the eighties. The eighties, baby, slave day. <laughs> <laughs> Abby leaves class. She asks to go to the bathroom. She leaves class. She doesn't really go to the bathroom. She goes to Gretchen's locker. And she tries to open it. Gretchen's combination used to be Abby's birthday. It's not that anymore. Gretchen changed it to her own birthday. She unlocks it. Boom. She steals Gretchen's day book, which I guess is just like a planner. I don't know. Or a journal. Yeah. You know how hard it is to change the to change the code on a combination lock? I don't think it's yeah. that easy. It's not. It's definitely not. I, I wouldn't even bother, honestly. Fucking yeah. Why? I mean, when you're a demon, you got time. You know what I mean? Fuck it. <laughs> Imagine this demon being like, eh not doing anything right now yeah can you you imagine like him fucking up and then like (laughs) getting mad and all the lockers fly open (laughs) (laughs) oh shit god damn it can't be doing that see that gretchen is hand delivering letters to glee from father morgan which obviously strange yeah that night abby reads gretchen's journal and it starts out normal, you know, with, like, her class schedule, like, what's going on. Uh, but then it quickly devolves into Gretchen writing crazy shit in the back of the book. 
Like, literally, like, one of it says, near the back, Abby found the pages that would get Gretchen a one-way ticket to the Southern Pines if anyone ever saw them. The pages that read, kill them all, I want to die, kill me, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. Yeah. Then the next morning, Abby goes to see Gretchen. They're talking, they're shooting the shit. Abby feels Gretchen's hand, like, moving while she's talking to her. Mm-hmm. She's, she, yeah, she's writing. She's writing something. And she looks down, and what Gretchen has wrote, says upside down upside down it says not me not me help me not me yeah horrifying abby goes to look away but she doesn't do it fast enough and gretchen gets like a furious face and like rips the page out and just crumples it up and then just like (laughs) smiles like it's Mm, fine it's fine no big deal um wallace randomly gets flowers from someone (laughs) margaret is super pissed off that that's happening her and wallace end up having a fight and after like like when they have the fight gretchen like comes up and she's like hey wallace it's good you can leave bro and he actually does it yeah she's like she's like obviously wallace has like a little bit of a wandering eye because he's a 17 year old douchebag but margaret has now gone from being like skinny hot to just like too like to just like unhealthy unhealthy skinny and so he calls her a lot of names. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm just imagining the go- like the demon. Like I'm just imagining like Gretchen writing that message, just like help me. And the demon in the head is like, "Hey, be fucking cool, dude. Okay, stop that. Stop that. <laughs> be cool. Cut it out. You're cramping our style. All right. Yeah. Cut it out. Be cool." And she's like, you know, Mar- Margaret's like, uh, "If you love me, you know, you dump the flowers from Julie Slovich, you know, in the trash." And he says, "Who says I love you?" Oh God. So rude. Her. so rude she says she says you did when i almost dumped you and you begged me on the phone to stay with you he's like i never beg shit (laughs) (laughs) well okay walt is a douchebag but like he was hitting her with some zingers yeah zingers boy yeah he's he's like bitch i ain't never begged for a single thing in my entire life what what i look like begging for something everything in my life has been handed to me why would i beg for something i'm wallace motherfucking stony <laughs> Why am I begging? That night, uh, Abby decides to call Andy. Mm-hmm. When she calls, she is, in fact, not greeted by Andy. But she's greeted by a small voice, and that voice turns out to be Gretchen. Yeah. But not Demon Gretchen. Gretchen Gretchen. That's how I, I guess. I don't know how to differentiate them. I guess I'm just gonna say Demon Gretchen and Gretchen Gretchen. Yeah, yeah. Gretchen Gretchen is like it's you know he tricked me. He took my body, so he's there. That's not me. And uh, she tells him that Demon Gretchen has something planned for her because she's her best friend. Yeah. Pulls a, um, what's that movie? The little girl where she goes on the TV? Poltergeist? Yeah. She pulls a poltergeist. <laughs> Help me. Never seen Poltergeist. Ma. Yeah, she's a little girl in the, in the TV. Just being like, Ma. Help. That's horrifying. Help. That's horrifying. Stat, yeah. You've never seen Poltergeist? Never seen Poltergeist. You should. Did I ever tell you about that time that me and Dominic had that weird ghost experience? No, but tell me. Okay. I can't remember. No, I think Dominic's dad. So me and Dominic, I don't, they they don't know Dominic, but we have a friend named Dominic. We love him. We give him shit all the time. Shout out Dominic. Yeah. He listens to the podcast. This was years ago. His dad sent us a picture of a t- the TV in their house. Mm-hmm. It was full on white static, but there was a black figure in this corner of the screen. And it was the most terrifying goddamn experience of my life. And it has stuck with me until this day. And I wish to God, nothing like that ever happens to me. Ask Dominic about it. He will, he will confirm this story. Uh, There was also the time that uh, I was, it was like in between years at Xavier 
Mm-hmm. And I was staying at my sister's house because she was like out of town. She was like doing a – she was working out of state. And so she was like, hey, over the summer you can stay at my place as opposed to like going back home for the summer. And so I'm staying there in her in her place and I was laying in bed and I had a turtle at the time, Turk. Turk. And the bed shook. Yeah. And I was like, oh, must have been like, I don't know, like a truck or something. Like, you know, the New Orleans roads, New Orleans is built on a swamp. So like sometimes if big trucks go by, like shit rumbles. Yeah. So I look over, I'm like, oh, what was that? That was like, that was weird. And I look over and my turtle's tank never seen bladder water. Oh, God. I, I immediately looked to Dominic and I was like, can I come over? Think there's a demon here. I think and there I just, might be I, a demon. I just went and hung out with you guys for the whole day. Yeah. Because I was terror. I was like, I'm black. I don't stay in places where I think that there are ghosts. <laughs> Absolutely. I have terrifying. a lot. Of, I have a lot of ghost stories. I have a lot of so do stories. I. I have a more recent one. No, we can't. We can't get into this. We, we can't. <laughs> Patreon episode. Yeah. Patreon only. Yeah. Pa- Patreon only. will tell you our ghost stories. The class goes to the gross anatomy lab, and it's gross, of course, because you know it's a bunch of cada- cadavers and like body parts and jars and stuff. And oh, also Margaret uh, gets sent. She passes out at school. Yes, thank you. I forgot that. Then they go to the gross. Oh, uh, it's gross. <laughs> there's cadavers. There's body parts and jars. There is a bucket of fetuses that Abby sees. And like horrifying. absolutely horrifying, and she like she wills herself not to like be the first person to leave the lab because she's like I can't I'm not gonna do this I'm gonna tough it out. When when they leave the the uh, gross anatomy lab, Abby goes to the library so she can try and find the real Andy's number and not Ghost Gretchen Andy number. She finds his number, she calls him, and turns out Andy has not talked to Gretchen at all since the end of camp. Yeah. He's like, that was like a camp romance. The next day, Abby is having like a like a parent-teacher conference with Major, who is the principal. Mm-hmm. Major basically tries to bully Abby and her parents into transferring Abby to a new school because there's all this shit going around. There's all this shit going down. Yeah, so he says that uh, at the homecoming game, Wallace showed up plastered. He showed up late. Absolutely plastered. And then he got like, I think he got like hit. And they like he didn't did took him off for him to get up, and so they they ran out on the field to be like oh shit he's hurt, and he just couldn't get up because he was just fucking blasted, wasted, yeah just wasted. And also someone stole one of the babies from the anatomy lab. Yeah. How do you come home with that? It smells like fucking formaldehyde. Yeah. How do you just come home with a fetus like a like a? Yeah. And so he's like, look, maybe maybe this isn't the place for you pores. Maybe you pores should go somewhere else. <laughs> You withdraw Abby. I will write her a recommendation letter. Otherwise, I'm going to expel her. And if they call me, I'm going to be like, sorry, she was too poor. Obviously, <laughs> so, she does bad things. <laughs> you, you know how the poors are. You know how the poors are. How was your, how was, how was you guys' slave day? I hate, <laughs> I hate this. If you look at this poster here, Abby didn't even have a, didn't even have a dollar to outbid her master because she's poor. Because she's poor. <laughs> God, the 80s are wild. Yeah, but Abby's... Yeah, I think someone says that like Abby provided the alcohol to Wallace. Yeah. Uh, and Abby's mom is like, look here, you fucking entitled-ass bitch. <laughs> yeah, Abby's mom goes in. She goes She goes in on him. She's like, look, I'm not going fucking anywhere. I don't give a shit how much money the Langs have given you and the Stonies and the oh, whatever the fuck Margaret's last name is, Middleton's. I've given yeah. you like I'm not fucking taking my daughter out of the school, and if you try to kick my daughter out of school, I'm gonna fucking I I got dirt on you, dude. And he's like, Nah, nah, Mary. And she's like, Fuck you. 
Hey, fuck not you, fucking buddy. handle it. I'm not doing this. But then they get outside, and I was like, "Thank you, mom." And her mom's like, "How fucking dare you put me in this position that I gotta <laughs> go in there and act you. like I'm and 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 tell them I'm not fucking white trash." Get your yeah. shit together. Get it together, goddammit. So the day goes by without a hitch after that yeah. until around 4.05 when Abby's outside and she just sees all these fucking papers flying in the wind. She picks up one and she looks at it and it's a photocopy. It's a photocopied love letter with, you guessed it, Father Morgan's signature at the bottom. Yep. And then she looks up at the bell tower and she sees a girl up there tossing these photocopied letters into the wind and then the girl attempts to jump off Mm -hmm. the bell tower but she is grabbed by the waist and pulled back in and we find out that the girl is glee yeah she says that well she she's she she smells of vodka so she's like Mm -hmm. hammered and she's yelling out, you know, like, she loves Father Morgan. She loves him. She's not wearing a shirt across her chest. It's, like, written for you. Yeah. It was it was a whole situation. I think then we cut to Abby meeting with Chris Lemon, who is our exorcist. And she basically tells him everything that's been going on with Gretchen. All the weird yeah. shit that's been going down. Uh, Brother Lemon... You know, disuse is that a demon is most definitely probably possessing Gretchen. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he he tries to get some because of the stuff that he that Abby told him, he can like he mostly figures out that the demon that is possessing Gretchen, his name is Andrus. Yeah, it's a German demon, which is why Gretchen switched to German. <laughs> he says, my call me brother Lemon. My uh, Mr. Lemon is my dad. I never wrote brother Lemon. I refused to. I thought it was <laughs> My parents call me Chris, but I don't know. They named me Christian because we all have biblical names, but I was a whoopsie baby. So by the time I popped out, they, he, they were short on inspiration. He has like three brothers. Yeah. How do you run out of... Bi- what? Like just the entire like... <laughs> all John of the Bible. Pa- Mar- they didn't even get any of the big ones. Like one of his brothers is like Elijah and like you can't like Jean, Paul, Mark, like... They got tired. No. <laughs> what the fuck? What do you mean they got tired? You just have to open the book. <laughs> you just got to open the book. <laughs> you you know what? You're completely right. And I completely agree with you. I fucking run out of biblical names. I just go with Christian. Okay. <laughs> just go with Christian, yeah. After her meeting with Brother Lemon, she gets a call from Glee. And Glee is like, look, I'm going, I'm leaving. But I before I left, I wanted someone to know that it wasn't me. And I was getting letters from Father Morgan and he was telling me all this stuff and like he loves me and like he was going to move close to me when I moved to college. And then when I confronted him about it, he acted like I had no idea what was going on. Like he had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. And she was like, before I went, uh, she gave me some orange juice with virtue in it. And Abby's like, who, who gave you? this orange juice and glee doesn't want to say but she's like you know exactly who i have to go yeah so basically that confirms that gretchen has gave glee the spiked orange juice so after that abby's like okay so that's one down i know gretchen has done that i'm gonna go see margaret abby goes to see margaret she gets uh some ice cream she goes she goes to margaret's house uh, Margaret is not doing well. 
Margaret's looking real bad. She's wasting away. Margaret tells Abby that she was poisoned. Abby, like, sees that Margaret's stomach is, like, bloated and hard and, like, moving. And then a fucking worm just comes out of Margaret's mouth Mm -hmm. and, like, starts, like, wiggling, you know, doing its worm thing. And she's like, oh, you know, she's doing the whole in pain uh, stuff. And then Riley busts in, and then what the fuck are you doing? doing? And Abby's like, "Uh, she just started doing this stuff. She's sick. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Then Margaret's dog like jumps on the bed and like grabs the worm and like bites it and chews it. And then he's like pulling it out of her mouth, and he's like Mm -hmm. backing away. And eventually he gets to the door, which is like a good ten feet away from where Margaret is. And that's when the uh, worm finally snaps. And they get her to a hospital. Turns out Margaret had 23 pounds of tapeworm in her stomach. So the milkshakes that Gretchen had been giving her were some fancy milkshakes from Germany that had, like, apparently it was a thing where, like, they had, like, tapeworms in them. And you're only supposed to take, like, one. People would be like, oh, you get a tapeworm and then that'll help you lose weight because the tapeworm will stop fucking eat that. She had been yeah. drinking them for weeks. Yeah. They said one is enough. Two could be deadly. But she had been drinking. Yeah, she'd been drinking them for weeks. Yes. 23 pounds. Of, of tapeworms that had been growing in her. for, And the doctor had just like didn't even occur to him that it could have been tapeworms. Yeah, that's fucking insane. Like all the insane. tests they did, he was like, what? Can't in- be tapeworms. Dis- insane and disgusting. After that, obviously, that's a fuck situation. Abby like goes home and immediately calls Father Morgan. And she lays down everything for him. And she's like, hey, look, everything's been going on. It was Gretchen. She did the letters. She got Margaret sick. She got uh, Wallace drunk. I have everything, all the evidence in her daybook, and I have it with me at my house right now. And Father Morgan's like, okay, I will be there tomorrow. I believe you. I'll be there tomorrow with my friend, and we will come check that out, and then we will go straight to the police. Yeah. And he's partially like, he's like, I kind of want to move on because it's the 80s, and it's, I mean, he's a father. I'm pretty sure he's a priest, so it's the 80s. It's a Catholic church. And so they have just, they were just like, oh, we'll just move you to some other parish. Yeah. We're not, no consequences. We're just going to be like, just going to brush We're just gonna, the rug. Yeah, that's fine. Come on. Yeah. Go preach to them. <laughs> so after she gets off the phone with Father Morgan, she calls Gretchen Gretchen and she tells her that, you know, I'm going to stop demon Gretchen and uh, everything's going to be fine. I'm going to save you. And then Gretchen Gretchen is like, you shouldn't have done that. You should not have done like what you did. Any of it. <laughs> you just made it so much worse. And then she's like, what are you talking about? And then Demon Gretchen opens Abby's door, trots in. She's got like a shopping bag. She like trots in. She hangs up the phone and then she just fucking gut checks Abby. Beats her ass. (laughs) She fucking beats the (laughs) shit on her. It says Abby had never been hit. And it's like, that's a lie. Wallace hit you. (laughs) Yeah, Wallace shoulder checked you. Because I'm pretty sure Wallace hit her in the... He at least slapped her. Yeah, he like he hit her and she dropped her books. She's been hit yeah. before. <laughs> like, Girl, don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. I was there when you got hit the first time. <laughs> I was there. I seen it all. Uh, so yeah, she gets fucking like gut checked and then she kicks her and like she grabs her by the hair and she's like, you're, you're, you're stupid. I told you to leave this alone. Yeah. Why would you do this? So she like 
you know, kicks her and she grabs her bag and she like walks downstairs and then Abby hears like a bunch of noise downstairs and then she hears the front door close. After that, Abby like runs down, locks the door, runs back upstairs. And then she starts like, she's like, this room, this is a little girl's room. I am a woman. And she just starts like fucking ripping up all her stuff. She like rips her ET poster. She rips all her stuffed animals up. She wears herself out and she's so tired. So she falls asleep. And then she is awoken by her mother screaming. And so she goes downstairs to see what the fuck is going on. And there are police officers there. And her mother is screaming. And Abby's like, what is going on? What the hell? The police officer's like, I'm going to need you to come with me. She notices that Gretchen's shopping bag is there. And she's like, "What? what is that? That's for Gretchen. Like, she was here last night. Why'd she leave her bag? And she snatches it. And when she snatches it, it rips open. And the missing fetus falls out of the bag. And <sighs> everyone's like, oh, God, this is... This is terrible. Yeah. No one's having a good time right now, actually. Not even anyone's except having a good time. Except Demon Gretchen. <laughs> yeah, except Demon Gretchen. She's having a great time. Yeah. So they take Abby into custody. Abby's mother didn't want her to spend a night in jail. She just, like, they, they she ends up taking her home. Mm-hmm. And after everything with the fetus is cleared up, <laughs> Abby calls the exorcist and she's like, let's do this. We have to, we have to do we it have now. We have to go. We have to go. She's 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 ramping her shit up. We got to go now. So the exorcist comes through. He brings like all his gear, everything. He brings like these little bags of knockout powder. I forgot what they were called. GHB. Thank you. Which is a date rape drug. There we go. So he brings that. He, they go to Gretchen's house. Abby essentially breaks into Gretchen's house. <laughs> she goes to the, the kitchen. She opens the fridge. When she opens the fridge, also, when she opens the I don't know what Abby, I mean, Gretchen's parents are doing, Not but, like, best. all the food in there is, like, rotted and, like, yeah, terrible. There's, like, a half-open, like, Diet Coke, and it's just, gre- like, it's just covered in greasy fucking fingerprints. Yeah, it's just greasy and, like, oh. So, she, when she opens the fridge, she, like, sees all that, and then she notices that Gretchen's dog, Max, is, like, trotting up to her and then Gretchen is like coming down the stairs she can hear Gretchen coming down the stairs Gretchen calls out to Max and Max ends up leaving so (laughs) Abby shuts the door she like fades away into the darkness as Gretchen comes into the uh the kitchen and she grabs a glass and she gets her ice she gets Diet Coke and then she gets like a, a lemon that's like rotted and dried and a knife and she's like going to cut the lemon and then she starts sniffing and she's like, who's here? I can smell you. Because, you yeah. know, she's a demon. <laughs> so yeah. I guess she could just do that. <laughs> Abby, she, like, leaves the room with the butcher knife. And Abby, like, takes the GHB and dumps the entire thing. It's supposed to be enough for two <laughs> liters of Coke. And she puts it all in one drink. <laughs> she puts it all in the glass. Yeah. Gretchen goes into, like, the living room. And Abby goes from, like, the TV room into the kitchen, dumps the powder in there, and then Gretchen is coming from the TV room, so Abby goes to the living room, and then she gets to the front door, and she goes to get get out. Front door's locked. One of those doors where the, where the, the bolt lock is, you have a key, you need a key on the inside and the outside to open it, which, horrible idea. I don't want to have to struggle to lock my door. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Why, why is that a thing? <laughs> At this point, Gretchen, like, catches Abby 
And she's like, you really don't learn, do you? Huh? Yeah. She's like, I'm not going to hurt you, but come on. I want to show you something. Come with me. She's drinking her Coke. She's drinking her Diet Coke. She's like, come on. I want you to. Yeah. I want you to come see something real quick. So they go upstairs. And when they go up there, Gretchen, like, gets a raincoat out of her closet and she puts it on. And then she goes into the bathroom and she's like, hey. She's like, Abby, come come check this out. Come come in the bathroom real quick. And when Abby gets in. going to need so many fucking trigger warnings. I know it's it's it, yeah. So Abby goes into the bathroom, and Gretchen has like the knife on the counter, and she's standing there with a the raincoat, and she's like, "Don't worry, I'm not gonna hurt you." But we have we have Max, good dog Max, in the bathtub. He's like his leash is like tied to the uh, the faucet, and in Gretchen's hand, Gretchen has her father's pistol. And you guys can imagine what she does. Yeah, you guys can you can you, you can you can put together what happens after that. Uh, she ends up like backhanding Abby. Abby falls out and she like scurries out of the room, uh, scurries out of the bathroom and Gretchen comes out and she's like, okay, cool. Now we got to get rid of this body, dude. So yeah, fun. We're gonna, we're gonna take this and we're gonna, you know, drop it on doctor, whatever his name. I don't remember the doc, the uh, neighbor's name, but we're going to drop it on his lawn and it'll be great when, you know, him and my dad get into it. It'll be awesome. Yeah. So she's. Gretchen puts her in the bathroom and she's, you know, Gretchen's got a knife and a gun. And so yeah. she's starting to come towards her. And then Gretchen's leg buckles and she's, Gretchen like catches the wall and she's like, Oof. <laughs> well. and she looks up at Abby and she goes, Oh, you bitch. <laughs> and then she passes <laughs> out. She, yep, she passes out. Hits the deck. Abby immediately calls Brother Lemon and is like, Hey, we got to do this now. Now is the time. Bring your ass. Let's go. Yeah. Let's him inside. And he's like, Abby's covered in blood, and he's like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" And she's like, "Not her, it's not her blood." And he and she tells him what Gretchen did, and he's like, "He's like, she did what now?" And he's what was like, that? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, Brother Lemon ties her up. Yep, drop her in the back of the van, and they drive to the Langs' uh, beach house. Yeah, the beach house, because they're rich. Uh, they get to the beach house, and you know, before they they tie Gretchen to one of the guest room beds and before they start uh performing this exorcism you know brother lemon and abby have a talk and he's like look you have to do everything i say like don't talk to the demon because you know it's just going to play with you we're here there's four parts to the exorcism we have Mm -hmm. to find out its name and then we have to you know then the fight happens and then finally the uh, expulsion yeah and yeah he's like look don't do anything i don't tell you to do don't say anything it's going to try and like it's going to try and talk to you and it's going to make it seem like it's Gretchen and that we're hurting her. You got to be, ch- he says, be chill, bitch. Yeah. Be chill. Be cool. Fucking be cool, bro. Spoiler alert. Abby's not cool. Yeah. So they go in there. They start their, uh, their little exorcism process. Brother Lemon is like trying to get the upper hand. You know, he's like, mm-hmm. tell me your name, demon. What is your name? Yeah. And uh, demon, Ab- demon Gretchen is like, huh, why are you doing this, Abby? Like, uh, I thought we were friends. Like, wh- like, are you gonna let who's, this man who's hurt this me? Man? Who's he? What are you doing? Abby is a total dumbass and does not listen to Christian. So she talks not to at Gretchen, all. and he like pulls her out the room. He's like, "What did I fucking tell you to do?" I told you to be cool. What the fuck? Goes back in the room, and I wrote my note was Gretchen throws Christian off his rhythm. Yeah, she starts repeating. Everything he's saying, he has to go pull out the, like, he, he's been going off, like, memory. He has to go pull out his Bible so he can fucking finger read 
Because <laughs> she's repeating every fucking word he says. Not only is she repeating every word he says, she's doing it in like different voices, like Bugs yeah. Bunny and like a whole bunch of like like perfect like renditions of like all these characters. Yeah, where he's like, um, he's like, I command you once more. I command you unclean spirit. I command you once more. I c- I cook. I c- I command you, you unqueen spirit. <laughs> yeah, so he, she's repeating after him, and he's like, she's speaking English accent, all that kind of thing, and every time she, he's just like throwing her off. And so he starts to panic a little bit. He leaves the room, and he's like, okay, this is DEFCON 1. This is, this is, this is DEFCON 1. <laughs> so this is not good. So he goes, and he gets some salt, prays over it, and then he goes back in the room and starts like tossing salt at her face like humming it humming at her at her fucking face and gretchen pees herself and he's like go get a fucking towel and clean her up and then she's like you know what's the name of the what's the name of the demon and gretchen finally comes like real gretchen comes through and she's like it's andres is the name of the demon so yeah so then she's like you know you know she's like it's andres please help me and and uh Christian goes, we got ourselves a fucking demon. Let's go. Uh, they take a little break where Christian eats, just pulls a chicken breast out of a bag and eats it. <laughs> yeah, just eats that. <laughs> Which disturbed me. And Abby's like hesitating where she's like, we're being kind of mean to her. And he's like, it's a demon. And she's like, yeah, but like, we're going to hurt her. And he's like, do you want your friend or do you want a fucking demon? <laughs> what do you want? And he's like, you need to have faith and hold on a little bit longer. They bring some water into a room and... You know, he's like, are you thirsty? And Gretchen's like, yes. And he gives her the water and she starts coughing. He's like, ha ha, bitch, holy water. <laughs> <laughs> holy water, bitch. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Gags. And then he gets vinegar and forces her to, he puts a fucking funnel in her mouth and is like, you're going to yeah. fucking drink this vinegar. And then he's like, go get some other, go get some fucking ammonia. Go see if there's some fucking ammonia. And Abby comes back in the room and she's like, there's not any, but there she just didn't want to put ammonia in her friend's throat. Yeah, and they are they are going all night. It's like it's five a.m. at this point. Uh, so Christian is like, "Look, we might need to go fucking dump her in a bathtub, give her a, a, a baptism." And so he like leaves the room briefly, and Abby goes to talk to Gretchen, who says, "You know, Gretchen's like, get the demon out of me." And Christian comes back in with some boiling water, and Abby's like, "No, this is too no, much. No, 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 this is too much." And then Christian looks at Gretchen and he's like, I can't see the demon anymore. I don't know what's happening. I got to go get my dad. Yeah. And he's like, I got it. I'll be back. I'll come back. I promise. I promise I'll come back. And he just leaves. And then Abby like goes in the room and tries to come to comfort Gretchen. But then the demon is like, ha ha, you dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, you dumb bitch. He was so fucking easy to fucking get him out of here. Like, <laughs> I got him. <laughs> thought, oh, you guys, you guys are like, you're, the demon is basically like, your brains are so fucking small. You yeah, you guys are so all this, dumb. Like TV shit. Come on. <laughs> you guys are so stupid. So Demon Gretchen Andres is like, look, you're going to get caught. You're going to get blamed for literally everything. This is, I know exactly how this is going to go. And I'm just going to go around causing chaos. Chaos. You love to see it. Uh, Abby leaves the room and she's like, you know, knocking on the doors, basically rubbing her fucking forehead like, oh, God, what do I do? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Calls back to Gretchen and she's like, hey. What if I just let you go and then we just like forget all this? And Demon Gretchen is like, too no. late for that, bitch. We've gone well past. I'm mad now. I'm pissed off now. We're done with it. So Abby is standing in the living room of the beach house and she looks over and she sees Christian's Bible and she goes, it's up to me now. I have to do this. So, you know, Gretchen's gloating about all the bad things she's going to do and Abby takes the Bible and she goes in the room 
And the demon's like, you're a 16-year-old girl. What are you going to fucking do with that? <laughs> He's like, are you serious right now? Gets a glass of water and she starts reading from the fucking Bible and doing the, just like reading, just going back and forth. She goes for like an hour. Voice starts getting parched. And she drinks a lot of water, but then she looks down and she's like, oh shit, I, I still have half my glass of water left. And she drinks it and then it's like sludge or something. Like, Andrews is just like, <laughs> it was pee. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I can just <laughs> cause chaos. He's like, I can just do what I want. <laughs> yeah, starts speaking in tongues, starts breaking yeah. Gretchen's bones. Uh, Abby keeps going and then like an arm, like, starts, like, worms come out. And then like an arm, like a hand just starts coming out of Gretchen, like an entire arm. Starts coming out of Gretchen's mouth and it's like stretching her mouth and like ripping. And it's just like, it's a lot. And stops. And she's like, I, like Gretchen is screaming and, and Abby's like, not sure what to do. And then she just starts singing Freedom People. <laughs> well, her version of Freedom People, because obviously yeah, she still yeah, yeah. does not know the words to Freedom People. <laughs> And she goes like, you know, Tommy Cox, defend me and 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 bat Tommy Cox, the boy from fucking Maker Buster, goddamn lip, yeah. defend me in battle, be my protection. My may Tommy Cox and his holy can of Coca Cola rebuke you, Satan, and all your works. <laughs> I pray in his name. <laughs> By the power of Phil Collins, I rebuke you. By the power of the Thornbirds, my sweet Audrina, I rebuke you. And shit just starts going wild and wild. She's like, you know, I. I love you. I love you, Gretchen Lang. You're my reflection, my shadow. I'm not going to let you go. We're bound together forever and ever until Haley's Comet comes around again. I love you dearly, and I love you queerly. No demon is bigger than this. Be gone, demon. And then Gretchen just lets out like a primal scream. Like the walls split, the ceiling crack. Phones all over Charleston start just fucking ringing off the hook. And then, and then it's gone. And Gretchen's asleep, and she's smiling in her sleep, and then uh, the Langs and the police show up. Yeah. And basically, Abby gets arrested. Doesn't cooperate with the police, because what am I going to, what are you going to tell them? What can I do? <laughs> like, Yeah, she just, like, doesn't cooperate, and they're, like, going to commit her and send her to juvie and all this kind of stuff. And then at the last minute, like, they won't let Gretchen speak, or, like, she's, like, I think when they do, they like, she's, like, super doped up. Mm. And so Christian comes in at the last minute, and he's, like, I did all this. I coerced her to do that, like. She's, you know, she's innocent. I just was, was was coercing her to do that. And he says he's the ringleader to everything, and they arrest him, and they let her go. And despite all of that, the Rivers family, Abby's family, still has to move because everyone knows. She's a pariah at this point. Satanism, all that kind of stuff. They're already pariahs. Their house is being vandalized. So they just move to New Jersey. She goes to therapy, still doesn't really talk about what happened, and then she just stops going to therapy. She tries to write letters to Glee and Margaret, but they just come back, and Gretchen, and they just come back, you know, return to sender. Yeah. The case against Christian, like basically falls apart because like no one will testify against him not even the langs they won't like gretchen do anything they just want to like let it all go and so i yeah. think that they just like throw some bullshit charges at him and give him like time served so he gets out after eight months yeah and so abby's new school basically on house arrest by her parents not allowed to go anywhere and one day gretchen just shows up in her in her dad's car <laughs> and she looks healthy but not like in the andrus I have a demon providing me with, like, you know, that kind of, like, she just looks healthy. Looks like herself. Yeah, she just looks okay. Yeah, and she, she thanks Abby for saving her, and she says, you know, she thought about, she considered suicide, but, you know, she didn't want Abby to think that it was her fault. She was like, you know, I had to let you know that, like, you saved me. I'm so grateful. And Abby tells Gretchen everything that happened in the beach house, because, you know, Gretchen was kind of, like, you know, 
being possessed by a demon, so she wasn't really aware of what was happening. Yeah, you know. You know uh, and you know while this is. is happening, while this was happening, <laughs> the police have like shown up and pulled in, are like blocking them in on like all sides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they like arrest them and put them in the same car, and so Abby's like just telling Gretchen everything that happened and and all the stuff that was was going on, and then Mister Lang shows up and he's like, blah, 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 I'm mad, my daughter, blah, blah. And Abby's dad is just like, hey, dude. This is tearing them up, can't you see? Like This is tearing this is tearing them up. Let's just let's just let the kids be kids. Let's let them be friends. Yeah. And so Abby and Gretchen just like talk for years. They write letters to each other, they call. As I said, Exorcist gets out after eight months. And then Abby and Gretchen have a very normal best friends to adulthood relationship where like they talk a lot yeah. but sometimes they'll go months without talking mm-hmm. one year she decides to go to charleston she isn't really sure why she's there until she like ends up outside of like a i don't know like a jazzercise place or whatever and she meets the exorcist christian and he's like hey i'm real sorry for how i acted that night because i just like doing dangerous shit and then i just kind of abandoned you <laughs> yeah kind of he actually did yeah. <laughs> so gretchen and abby keep up for, you know, they, so they don't talk sometimes. So sometimes it'll be like months before they talk again. But like they always show up for each other when it really matters. So like, you know, when Abby gets a divorce, they show up. And, and when Gretchen's dad dies, Abby shows up. Uh, they meet up with Glee again uh, and just have like that kind of like, you know, social media when Facebook comes out, you know, friendship. So Abby has a baby and then she gets a, I think she gets a divorce like right, like soon after her child is born. Yeah. And so like her daughter's just like crying a lot. And so Gretchen comes by and, and hangs out with her and they're like having a glass of wine and Gretchen's I like, think, hey. I think Gretchen like moved in with Abby. Yeah, at she one like point. moves in yeah. for a while and she's like, hey, love you, love your kid, but your kid's kind of an asshole. Hate this. <laughs> kid sucks. <laughs> kid fucking sucks. Uh, and then she says that she had gone to, I think, her parents' house and after all the shit had happened and, and Abby had moved away, she'd gone outside the Lang's house or outside of Abby's house, and she found the can, the, the soda can from Tommy Cox, and she, like, went to her room at her parents' house, and she found it again, and so she brought it over, and they share it, and, it, you know, it just tastes like a soda. <laughs> First of all, I call bullshit. This can of Coke is at least 20 years old at this point. Yeah. She said, Gretchen popped the top. It gave a crisp hiss, and she poured it in two glasses, raising hers in a toast. It still got fizz after 20 years? Where? the content where would it have gone yeah it's been through all sorts i'm sure it's been shaken up and fucking thrown around that's nowhere for it to go um shenanigans abby is kind of like hey like why why do you think that like we keep coming back together or like you know our friendship has never really wavered or anything like that and gretchen talks about how abby was the only one that she could talk to about what had happened and specifically she says Abby's the only one who knows that she didn't kill her dog. Yeah. And just having someone who knows that, like, that wasn't her, she didn't do that, like, means a lot to her. And so Abby Rivers and Gretchen Lang were best friends on and off for 75 years. And there aren't many people who can say that. They weren't perfect. They didn't always get along. They screwed up. They acted like assholes. They fought. They fell out. They patched things up. They drove each other crazy, and they didn't make it to Haley's Comet. But they tried. So uh, Gretchen is, is there holding Abby's hand uh, when Abby dies at 84 years old. And that's my best friend's exorcism, guys. What's your rating of this book, Justin? This is a solid four and a half for me. I Mm -hmm. loved it. I actually think, if I'm not mistaken, I saw that they might be making a movie out of this. What? Yeah, I thought I saw that online somewhere. Uh, If they are, I'll watch it like 
actually immediately because I really enjoyed this. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, mm-hmm. I I enjoyed this book. I, it it made me want to read more of uh, uh, Grady Hendrix's stuff. Mm-hmm. This was an easy read once again. Uh, blazed through it. Yeah, I thought I I think that this is a four for me. There's just something missing for me mm-hmm. where it's a really good book, but like I I can't I can't quite put my hand on like my my finger on it, but like something about it is just like close but no cigar, like just missed the mark just a tiny bit. Just a little bit. But not a, like it's still a four-star book. It's still a book that I'd be like, yeah, read this book. Yeah, Principal Photography began began in April of this year. That's exciting as fuck. Yeah, right. So yeah, I re- yeah read this book, guys. Uh, it comes with a well, it has a Spotify playlist of just like really bomb ass '80s songs, especially like beginning of the book. I stopped really, I stopped like listening to every single song all the way through, but like beginning of the book, it really like. I wish every book came with like a start the book with like this song vibe, you yeah. know, because it really got me into like the mood and the feeling of what I was supposed to feel, especially for Abby. And and Gretchen, yeah, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I really think you guys should uh, pick this book up. Just give it a try. If you if if you enjoy like it wasn't spooky. There were some parts in it where I was like, ooh, like yeah. <laughs> like some parts during the exorcism. I was kind of like, oh shit, that's fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you if you do enjoy this this type of like content like just like a real spooky vibe or if you're like really like down with the 80s this is like perfect for you guys i like i said i really think you guys should pick it up and just try it just just try it out it's an easy read like i said Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna say i I have a suggestion this week (laughs) my suggestion's a little bit of a weird one so we've gotten into hockey oh yeah yeah we have i have as i was you know i couldn't just like be a fan of the kraken i had to choose a player that i was like this is my player that like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, like, I'm always going to be, like, looking for or whatever. Like, for me and the Saints, it's Alvin Kamara. Every time Alvin Kamara is, like, on the field, that's, like, my guy where I'm, I'm honing in on him. I have chosen Brandon Tanev as my player from the Seattle Kraken. He looks insane. He just looks crazy. But <laughs> one of the first videos I saw of Brandon Tanev, one, go look at his, like, team pictures over the years because he always looks just completely deranged. But there's a video of him... Uh, accidentally interrupting one of his teammates giving a post-game talk that is really <laughs> hilarious and it brings me a lot it's of joy so and I'm funny. going to link that in the show notes as like please watch this video of Brandon Tanov and like just his just a the what I think is like a great like visual representation of his chaos energy <laughs> in, in motion yeah he does have a lot of chaos energy and it's phenomenal yeah, I I have known about this man for just about three days, and I am like obsessed <laughs> with him. I'm probably as obsessed with him as I am with Alvin Kamara at this point, and it, it happened very quickly. <laughs> it was so immediate. Brandon Tanev noticed me, senpai. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might be up there with like uh, Alvin Kamara in like a. I like to joke and say that like it's probably best that I don't meet Alvin Kamara because if there's even a hint. From either Alvin Kamara or Brandon Tanev, that mm-hmm. like they're feeling something about me. Are you getting a divorce? Manny's gonna have to give me a pass. I'm gonna feel like <laughs> I need to call my husband and get like a free pass. That's that which hall I pass, don't think baby. Manny would actually be cool about. So yes, I might be getting a divorce. <laughs> but it's like, come on. You want me to give up on these opportunities? Go ahead. What you, what's your suggestion? I can't you, believe guy? it. My suggestion is something that I haven't even done myself. But today is 
I'm going to date this episode. Today is October 15th, mm-hmm. 2021. The third season of You has released on Netflix. I thought the first two seasons were phenomenal, and I'm super excited to watch the third season. As I said, I have not seen it yet, but if you guys want to do that, you guys should watch You. It is a very good show. Joe is a villain that we love to hate. Just just, just check it out. I don't... It's not for everyone. I will, it's not I will for me. Say, I will say. It's not, it's not for everyone. <laughs> I did try. I tried to watch the first episode, and I just you was did. like, wow, I hate everybody in this. And not exactly. in like a, wow, I, I hate everybody in this in a fun way. It's just like, yeah, no, no, no. I actually hate and everyone. And they make dumb choices. Correct. <laughs> but hey, I've, I've heard people love it. Yeah, it's a good show. I enjoy it a whole lot. And Victoria Pedretti, hot. Hot. So hot. Stunning. I mean, Pin Badgley, he's like kind of cute. Yeah. Victoria Pedretti, hot. Everything ten out she's of ten. in, hot. Just fucking cute as shit. Okay. You can find us on Instagram at what did we just well, read? Well, hold, hold on now. Whoa, okay. I didn't give my unit a time. Oh, I thought we could do that after the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. That's fine. I mean, we should, yeah, we should talk about this afterwards. Of like, what's the, like, the <laughs> outro? What's the etiquette? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll tighten it up for you guys next time. Yeah, we'll tighten it up. Because this episode has been just... This has been a hell worst. of a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a hell of a 24 hours. This episode specifically has just been... Yeah, this episode specifically has been horrible. <laughs> Did we get exercised? Oh, my God. (laughs) This week we get exercised. (laughs) You can find us on Instagram at what did we just read, Twitter at what did we read, or you can email us at what we read podcast at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page. Search for what did we just read. If you'd like to read along with us, see what books are coming up or grab a copy of a book we've already finished. You can check out our book club page on Amazon book clubs. Search for what did we just read. If you love us, give us a review, share with your friends, keep listening. Uh, yes, also sir. check out me and Justin's personal Twitters, which are linked uh, probably somewhere in one of our banners. Just Correct. because, just tweeting all about hockey. <laughs> all, <laughs> we just tweet a lot of funny stuff. We will see you guys next week, and in the meantime, we hope you have a what ha- what a, an indeterminate amount of time. What is it? I hope you guys have a good Terra Jiffy. What the fuck is a Terra Jiffy? A Terra Jiffy is three times. 10 to the negative 12 seconds. It's the amount of time light takes to travel one Fermi, which is about the size of a nucleon, hey, in a vacuum. A that's a different measure of time. Huh? Hey, you, you, uh, can't I, you got two for one, baby. You got two for one. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we will see you guys next week. Next week is our final spoopy season. Yeah, it uh, is. Very excited. We are going to be finishing the Impossible Julian Strand series and reading uh i forget what the title is either way i'm excited yeah i'm very excited for it uh so we will see you guys next week we love you we love you guys <sighs> have a good have a good terra jiffy terra jiffy that's right this was a nightmare <laughs> yeah. goodbye Bye.